Hello everyone, welcome to the Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hello. Scott McLeod here joining as always with my good friend and co-host Paul Brown. Again, hello. I know, I really, I've, it's been six years almost. Well, I think we're officially in a six year, but anniversaries are weird. Uh, I really need to probably figure out that intro because I'm expecting you to say hello as well. Or maybe I just leave a gap for you to say another hello after I've introduced you as Paul Brown. I never really know. I do say hello. I know I'm saying like it feels weird for me to get you to say hello twice and then short to short span. Hello. Hello. Me? I could continue a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And and I bet you a few blue fans would know where I was going with. And several people, depending on where they live in, in Glasgow, have just turned off. I'm just. Well, saying, that's not the kind of people we need listening. I'm just. I'm just saying it's maybe maybe it's a bit too late in the game. But I, I really keep thinking about changing how I introduce the show, but I can't really be bothered and, to think and, of a new intro. And please, you you green fans of greenness that listen to our show, don't take anything bad by that. I only mean it in jest. I am not. I am not a mean football fan. I am just a goading little prick. Green fans of greenness. Yes, yeah, so the green fans. I will not name their name. I oh, know, but I'm saying you could you could take that and and make make it mean okay. anything. You well, could also say that people who enjoy weed are green fans of I am I am a fan of the grand and mighty and eventually will be champions again, Glasgow Rangers, against the team of greenness, who I will not mention because they do not deserve a mention by me. But that's me just being petty and childish, not nasty. They don't really care about this anymore, Paul. They've turned off by this point. Oh, good. I assume. I assume. Paul's a bit sore today, but he's taking his medicine by te- by medicine. I mean, a kind yeah, of I, I had a great day today. I woke up positive. I thought, yeah, I look good. I'll feel good. Went out, fell down the stairs, fucked up my back. Couldn't walk very well. Still can't walk very well, but hey-ho, shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah. So we're having some some drinks. I've got some cider here. Not the same cider that Paul did follow through on and buy me, which I we had on a day where it was just us hanging out, not recording, which we don't do too often. Which Paul bought me as a result of me being right and him being wrong. About partly the, right, you were partly. Why? What? Where was I wrong? No, 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 no. Paul, don't try and answer in this. Yes, I was wrong about another thing that happened at WrestleMania, but I. The bet about the cider was, and the drink that I was going to buy you was related to a specific match, which, which I one? got right, which was the Hell in a Cell. I didn't say I, I, I didn't say I agreed with Edge winning. But I said if you think Finn Balor's winning, Edge, you are you are deluding yourself. And you said Finn would win, and I said he wouldn't win. And then Edge, spurred on by the power of a shit, uh, of a shit Russell Crowe looking movie, uh, somehow won, and Finn got a T-shirt of the fourteen staples that he got in his head. Edge came out looking like some kind of queer superhero from hell. Mm-hmm. Finn Valor came out looking cool as shit. I'm not, it's not an argument about you know? entrances. It's the argument of the fact that I said Edge was one and he did. Those are the facts. Well, then that's fine. I was happy with the results of WrestleMania for the most part anyway. Yeah. Like I say, I think I, I believe both the women's belts should have changed hands. That's, that's yeah. long been my opinion, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, one but one did. Yes. And the one that I wanted to change hands was the one that changed hands predominantly yeah. because I I was very up on I'm still I'm very fucking I'm like number one fan Rhea Ripley and she's kick ass. So what you're saying is if only one could change hands you were glad it was that particular one. Yeah, yeah. 
very glad it was that one. Mm -hmm. There's still time for all I want to change hand, hands, and I do think that will happen because I don't think I'm the only one just getting bored with the current run. Mm -hmm. But it'll happen. Yeah. And it'll happen soon, and I hope, and I, I have my fingers crossed, that it was as a unification mm. match which she loses it in. Could be. I mean, although. I, I see some people say that it's a case of like one of them will be champion, we don't know who by next year and it's a case of like this is like doing a, what they did with Roxena setting up a potential women's main event for the next year so I don't think both will be champion but then again in Bianca's case I don't know who is. one theory I've heard, I don't know how you feel this is like either the idea of either Dakota or Io taking the belt off her and causing Bailey to get jealous and leading to the end of damage control. If if Dakota Kai or Io Sky takes the belt from Bianca Belair, I will be very happy mm -hmm. with that. I'll be per personally, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more favourable on Io Sky. Mm -hmm. I like Io, she's cool. Yeah. You know? But, and I like Dakota. Mm -hmm. You know, I've not seen her, I've not really seen her do a lot in yeah. ring, like, in a sort of one on one situation. Yeah. So I really can't I can't really speak so much on Dakota. So yeah. once once I see more of her, I will have more of an opinion. I mean she's cool. Yeah, yeah, they're both cool. I I'd really feel like it, if it's gonna be either of them it will be Eo, because Eo was the one who had a she had a really long reign as NXT Women's Champ. Yeah. Like, like 2020, 2021. One at the third or fourth longest single reign of the belt behind likes of Shayna and, and Asuka before her. Yeah, no, that'd be kick-ass, man. I mean, if he, if Eo can get, uh -huh. you know, pushed and proper, that'd be kick-ass, because Eo's really cool. It's weird, because I don't know who either of them the first defense would be. I mean, I feel like they might do a throwaway, and no offense to the person I'm going to say this or about, but a throwaway defense of, like, you know, because usually a first defense is usually a foregone conclusion with new champions. Yeah. Because rarely do they, they think they're going to lose, but... Yeah, I think the idea of potentially like we all do something like say, uh, Zelina Vega because they're doing that whole LWO Judgment Day thing on yeah. SmackDown because yeah. does it keep that that storyline going somewhere? Well, LWO Bloodline Judgment Day thing that's yeah. kind of going. You know, it's, yeah. it it reminds me very much of the uh, faction warfare back in the mid nineties, early nineties. It's like gang wars, but yeah, it's better. like gang wars, but uh, thankfully this time it's not two factions led by Crush and Savio Vega, and then. Depending on the week of the, the time of week, the the truth commission sometimes. Oh fuck! I forgot about them. So do so do the people in the truth commission. Don Callis yeah. doesn't remember the truth yeah, commission. So he was in it. There was he fucking led it. I know that's what I'm saying. He and he, even he and even he doesn't remember. Well, it. there was there was DOA led by Crush, mm -hmm. and the most significant thing in that that thing, other than the fact Crush was the leader of that group, was. The, long, the other long-haired one played the fake Undertaker at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. And the two baldy ones were Nazis, right? Or racists or some yeah. shit. And then they got... I think they may have held it, had them twice, but they got two reigns as tag team champs in the dying days of WCW. And if they, and the, and if they weren't dying yet, they were probably dying by the time mm. they did. You know they two had a gimmick. They were, they were henchmen of uh, Jeff Jarrett. And they changed their names. They were, Vince Russo, by the way, was running it at the time. Oh, well. So, so, Kel Surprise. So you know what they were called... They got the tag team name of Creative Control, where they came out ball and in suits sometimes. And do you know what they tamed their name to? Pat and Gerald. As in Patterson and Briscoe. Because, you know, Vince Briscoe knows writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. <sighs> do you know, any any time I have hatred or dislike towards a wrestler, mm -hmm. rather than 
be my usual venomous self, uh -huh. I will direct all of my hate towards Vince Russo because he he has all the he has all the brain activity of a long term coma patient. The guy, <laughs> the guy is a fucking tool. I mean, I think that's just the best way to get through life because you know life's too short for real hate on things. So if you really have something you're hateful for. Just blame it on Vince Russo. Because even, he's a prick anyway. Even if it's nothing to do with wrestling, just anything in your life. And I take that back, by the way. That was disrespectful towards long-term coma patients. They could probably write a better fucking show than Vince Russo could. They could wake up from their coma, no matter how long they've been in it, and still have more knowledge of what wrestling is than Vince Russo does. Who's it? Batman versus... Brit oh, God. Oh, God. I no wonder your wife shot you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Little family guy for you there, you know. I'm trying to think where the fuck I was there initially. Oh yeah, I'm talking about the gang wars. Yeah, and, you and were, talk and we're talking about the gang wars and you were talking about Vince Russo's idea for Pat and Gerald. Yeah, before that we were talking <laughs> about the women's titles and everything, where yeah, they're yeah. going. Cause I don't know where they're, they're actually really going. Cause but no, I, I, think, I think with the women's titles, I mean, I think the SmackDown women's title, that's locked in, that's solid. Aye. I think the raw women's state is a little bit more up in the air. Up in the air at the moment because people are starting to, you know, people are starting to tire on Bianca a little bit now. You know, we get it, but there's only so far you can take that gimmick <laughs> and that 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 push. You know, like she has a very typical, you know, yeah, I'm a good person. Ooh, mm -hmm. everything's cool. Wave my hair and be all dancey for the crowd and that. Uh -huh. But that's that's only going to take you so far. And then once people look at like, yeah, yeah, okay, you've got your nice girl gimmick and you're all cool and uh -huh. shit. And then we go, okay, you're powerful and shit. Uh -huh. So you can do power shit and you're nicey, nicey. What else can you do? Oh, oh, you can wave your hair. Cool. Well, what else is going to, how is that going to help you? Like, I believe for Bianca Belair's sake, mm -hmm. and I mean this respectfully, I yeah. believe for her sake. Best, the best course of action for her, mm -hmm. gimmick change. I think the only, the best way you can do that is by having her lose the title because sometimes when somebody's been a champion they feel like they've done everything they can do. Taking the title off them is sometimes the best thing for them. While in kayfabe, losing a title is considered a bad thing because you work your way to get a title and then you lose it and you feel bad about it. But character-wise, it can give you some something more to invest in. Chase back to the belt. We could give her a more stronger character, you know what yeah, I mean? It yeah. doesn't have to be heel, even. It mm. could be like tween, you know what I mean? It could be more a more serious take on a character. Yeah. No more fucking dancing and shit, just serious I'm gonna kick out. You know, like sort of like yeah. um like we've tried to do several times with Lacey Evans. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. You know? That could actually work for Bianca Belair, you know what I mean? You talk to about Batman. Fuck as many people have played Batman in live action as as she's had gimmick changes. There's been a lot of fucking Batman over the years. No, there's only been there's only been Michael Keaton. No, I'll take that back. There's been Ad Adam West, Michael Keaton, Paul Kilmer, George Clooney. That's all there's been. I do not acknowledge anymore. I'm I'm saying that's still quite a lot of Batman, and still probably up there with the amount of gimmick changes that Lucy yeah, Evans has had. Yeah. But no, I refuse to acknowledge any more Batman past George Clooney. I'm just thinking, like, you've had a few attempts. I feel like Billy Colney. Lads, it's over now. Yeah, you've, had, you've had a shot. you fucked it. It's over. She's plodding about. Where is she going to Smackdown? Maybe. Aye, she's plodding about wherever she is. 
picking up the occasional win against joggers. Mm-hmm. That third or fourth or fifth fucking trailer on isn't really going anywhere. I mean, just and plus, get it up. And plus, in real life, she's not very well liked because she keeps tweeting things about, <laughs> oh, no, don't feed your children processed food and tweeting very ill-informed things about autism and all that. So, so she is the Donald Trump of pro wrestling. I don't know who's more insult, who's, who that's more an insult on, if I'm honest with you. Donald Trump, I think. <laughs> when you've made Donald Trump the more sympathetic figure, you know you fucked up. But, not to get political or anything, but... No, you oh, don't, oh, oh, you don't want to get into a political discussion, because then you'll get confuddled as to where you were. I'm trying to remember what was, yeah. Women's tag belts, or women's title belt. Oh, women's title, okay. I don't remember. I'll keep you right, man, don't Cause, worry. Because I, I have seen some people say, and I'm not saying I agree, but they feel like in some ways the build to... Backlash, and they they feel like WWE's kind of. I heard, I've seen the phrase spinning the wheels or whatever, <laughs> as as anyways, But I think that's a lot of that's because Triple H's real plan is not like to kickstart a new thing after the Raw to WrestleMania. His real plan is the draft. That's where it all. Yeah, gets. that's where it all goes. Well, that's when, from what I've read from dirt sheets and blah blah blah, yeah. you know, as you you can take as much truth in that as you want, you know. Mm-hmm. But from what I read, the 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 draft is the proper 100% beginning of the Triple H era. And they're doing their classic thing of like starring it on a Smackdown I think it is and then continuing on the following the following Raw and they're doing it after Backlash which I always appreciate because they used to do a thing where they do it right before a pay-per-view where like oh, a guy who's just been drafted to Smackdown is fighting a Raw guy for that Raw guy's title. I wonder if he'll win it. No, no of course no, they won't win it. Of course he won't so it takes the mystery away a little. You know, but I think I think they're spinning their wheels as well on the women's the raw women's title scene because I mm-hmm. think the powers it be they probably let's be honest, probably don't want to take the belt off Bianca mm-hmm. because she is a cash cow for Len at the minute. Oh yeah. God knows the, why, but the, WWE is a lifelong fan of money. Yes. And she brings in money. Well, I'm saying, like, WWE don't question why someone makes money, they just want to get as much of it yeah. as possible. Especially under the new owners, the new owners want to bring them as much money as possible. Yeah, I've got to be honest. I don't. I don't really understand why she brings in as much money as she does. I just don't get her. I do not understand her appeal. Mm-hmm. But that is my that is my cross to bear. You know. I th- <laughs> so I think I think she does appeal to a lot of younger fans and market. Com- not just WWE, but fucking corporations in general. If they can get their hooks into to their demographic at a young age. They will tune that out for as long as possible. Yeah, as, as long as the, as long as the braid waving works, mm-hmm. we'll give them money. We'll give her the, the rub, you know. And if WWE enjoyed Cena's run, uh, <sighs> is anything to go by? They'll keep, they'll, they'll keep churning it out even long after it's worked. I hope to God she doesn't end up like a Cena. I mean, it took it took me until he nearly retired until I stopped hating him. I know. And I. I Currently, with the way I way I am with Bianca Belair, I don't mm. think I'll ever I don't think I'll ever stop disliking her gimmick. Yeah. As I say, I don't know the bloody woman. She seems like a perfectly nice woman, but her yeah. gimmick sucks ass. I think she, I didn't realize she just looks very young to me. Like I think they said I heard seen a thing recently. Oh, she's thirty or thirty one. I'm like fuck off, because like she she just looks like she's like one of the younger members of the roster. But you know, I'm just just a random thought. But yeah. the thing with the draft, going back to the draft, it's something I want. Derby hasn't done in a long time that I want them to do with the draft. What's that? Draft. If you're gonna, if somebody's going from one brand to another, make a point of them. If you're announcing somebody, someone's always going to Smack. Someone's always been picked by SmackDown. They were already on SmackDown. Stop mentioning people who are staying where they are, because if I forget what brand you were on and you show up and you didn't, you weren't mentioned the draft. I was like, oh, you must have always been on Raw. 
oh well then he's a raw guy I don't, well, would you I, accept I, I, if we announced it and like like all like and staying on wherever they are so and so I don't no because like the whole big thing is who's going where and if you don't get announced I'm assuming wherever you are when I tune in the next week and wherever show you show up on that's you're just where you've always been because you know common sense and things like that I hope however the draft goes the draft works to keep the Alpha Academy together and get that that snake away from Otis <laughs> I don't like her <laughs> I, I, I am very much in the same regard I want her to shoosh <laughs> I've heard I haven't, Please. Heard, I haven't heard a lot I have heard that there'd be there'd be a point of saying NXT is you know part of this so I assume Braun Breaker is coming up and a couple of oh, people there's another guy uh, something Gaines what's his name Cameron Grimes no Gaines Carmel Hayes Gaines I don't know anyone called Gaines I'm trying to think of people who sound similar to Gaines I don't know anyone called Gaines I wouldn't think Carmelo Hayes would come up just now because oh, he's, he's hot as fucking NXT oh yeah isn't he the like NXT champion man? yes yes he yeah. did beat Breaker then Breaker turned heel yes yes he did yeah talking about heel turns yeah. I'd, I'd, I love Trish's <laughs> promo on, on, Smack, on Raw I haven't had a chance to hear it but I've heard nothing but good things about oh, it oh no it was fantastic man I was sitting watching it and I was like <laughs> yeah, Trish, man. Oh, Trish was amazing as a heel man, especially in the latter few years of her run when mm. she was rose. Because I remember, you know, I wasn't, I was too young to really register, you know, how, how I felt felt about women and everything. But I basically like, I still knew, like, you are attractive, but you're also a bit of a bitch. Because <laughs> I was cause, so heels were very effective on a young me. As I mentioned about how much I legitimately hated Triple H and Edge back in the day. Oh, no, see, I was the same when I was younger because I was like, hey, you're a face. You're a pussy. I don't like you, pussy. See, this guy was beating the fuck out of you with a chair. He's I, I, cool. I remember doing a show. Uh, it was a Mount Rushmore Heels show that we were doing. And some, one of the guys, another guy agreed with him, like two of the four guys I was on with tried to say that Trish is more known as being a face and... Gwaku, who was on, no, he was, she's not. Like, Gwaku was brought her as a suggestion to try and get in the Mount Rushmore, and Gwaku was losing his mind, and I was the same with him. Like we're like, are you guys on fucking crack? Are you on crack or something? She is a known heel. Like you think of her as a face because she retired initially as a face, and they bring her back as a face because nostalgia. Oh look, don't you remember this person? But you can't say that she's a face because when you look at her initial run, I'd say ninety percent of it, yeah. is as a bad guy. And any time she was in a fight, like in a group or something, like there's that famous name she turned. Who is it? She turned on Jericho. Yes. Ah, she turned on Jericho to side with Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, like TNA. Yeah. The whole feud with Lita, well, she was predominantly the heel in that. When she was kind of like portrayed as like a gold digging, kind of like sucking up to Vince McMahon in two thousand and one. Yeah, all sorts of shit. Well, mm-hmm. I think Vince was a cunt in that scenario. Oh, yeah. You know, it was it was very uncomfortable to watch. Oh yeah. But oh, we got we got that like to, to look like forward to in the class on the retro SmackDown, don't we? Oh yippee, fucking Kai, yeah, yeah. So I don't know why your reaction made me laugh so much, but whatever. But yeah, but Trish got a hell of a promo. Yeah. Yeah. One once we have finished our show for the day, I I will show you the promo yeah. if you if you would appreciate yeah. on on the YouTube. But that's the thing that looks like it's going to be a big like a bigger deal on the Raw side of things in terms of women's division. That went ever Bianca's about to do with the World Women's Day, which is probably an issue. Oh, that would be kind of cool. Because, like, I wouldn't suggest putting the belt in that feud because I think WWE goes back and forth on doing 
as being prominent women streets that don't revolve around either of the titles. That would be kind of cool to see Trish drafted to Raw. Uh-huh. And then... And then she takes the belt off Bianca. Mm. Now that, that would be kick-ass. It would be interesting. That would be kick-ass. Oh, that, that would be cool. That would make her an eight-time women's champion. Because I believe it was... Yeah, her seventh was when she won it from later and then retired. Yeah. So I make her a seven ti- an eight-time champion. Which I think is unheard of in the women's division. I don't think anyone's reached that many reigns. Well, that would be cool as fuck. I don't think anyone's actually reached. Well, I tell you, like, if you're not, unless you're Charlotte fucking Flair. Yeah, unless you're Charlotte. Which, by the way, they keep alternating, like, oh, sometimes the Divas reign doesn't care, sometimes the NXT doesn't care. Like, her title record is like fucking Goldberg streak and that it's made up on a daily basis. Aye. Goldberg, man, that old fuddy's going to be doing a, 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 a tour, mm. a retirement tour. Like he's annoyed because like he lost against <laughs> Roman, and not, he's not annoyed that he lost to Roman. I think it was a case of like he was meant to have like maybe one more match after that, and WWE just never got around to organizing it for him, or telling him, or arranging, or pitching any ideas for who to fight. That's, that, well, it definitely wouldn't be in a rematch because the old guy is no match for the Tribal Chief. Even if the Tribal Chief didn't have his honors, I think I think it was the I think that's the last time. He won a match with the guillotine, didn't he? Because he didn't he make Goldberg like tap out in that match, which I think was unheard of. Yeah. No, he put him. He put him out. Well, he, well, he beat him by submission. Goldberg yeah. didn't lose by submission. He, did, he didn't tap. I don't think. I think he just blacked out. Hmm. Aye. But well, yeah, you're right enough. That was the last match he used that guillotine choking. Well, he go. does not well, use that move enough. I think he has used it. He just doesn't win with it. I think he did use it in the match with Cody, but it didn't work. He did. Yeah, he did. He did. What? Cody found a way out. Mm-hmm. And he, he used it in the same way I thought he would use it. Yeah. Desperation, right cunt, go to sleep. I think that's going to be the thing with the guillotine. It's only going to be a... It's going to be a way to tell you, you know how Roman's desperate? He uses the guillotine. Yeah, he tries to break their head. <laughs> Very much, yeah. With his big muscly muscleness. But it makes a lot of sense for someone like him, because like, the fucking size of his arms. Is that right awesome. under you? Awesome arms. He, he is a fine specimen. So I haven't heard a lot, like I said, about other things about the draft. But one rumour I did hear, other than the XT things, is the idea of potentially Gunther and Theory switching switching brands. But I don't know if that means if Gunther goes, if all of Imperium will go together, or if they'll just move on his own. I don't know. You could do I'd, pre- way. I'd prefer it if Triple H did it like that. Yeah. You know, going to this place. You know, Judgment Day. Yeah. Or Imperium. It makes sense for Judgment Day to go to SmackDown, not just because Rhea's got the belt, but their main rivals right now are Rhea and these pals. It are makes it. sense for Judgment Day to stay as a collective faction because they are all awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone. But one downside to Zoe's title situation right now in terms of how they present the titles is that three out of the four belts on each brand have the word SmackDown or Raw in them. So now you only ever know, like, the only titles that can usually change hands for the most part are the two mid-card belts, I mean, with the exception of Rhea, who is more likely going to be officially moved to SmackDown, because she is the SmackDown Women's Champion, and she's technically raw right now. Even though, I think, because there's been a lot of jumping back and forth a lot of you, because you've got undisputed tied champs, and undisputed feuding with people on multiple rep runs, you've got Roman feuding with people on both brands, so mm. I think this is Triple H's way of like, right, I know you've got double champs, the champs can go back and forth, but nobody else. That's it. Mm. <laughs> If everybody does, it doesn't mean anything. But uh, 
Which one? Which which do you want to talk about first? Because well, we have got a lot of stuff in terms of wrestling to talk about. We have got stuff outside WWE as well. We want to talk about, but well, I I say we save the, I say we save the rebellious best to last. <laughs> you know what I mean? I see we did there. There's two things that we we should talk about, and briefly hope and preferably very briefly. We got WrestleMania itself and the whole Endeavor thing. Which do you want to start with? Let's get the Endeavor crap out of the way first. Okay. All the businessy. Yeah, stuff. let's get the businessy pish dealt with. Yeah. Pass me a can of cider because this can of lager is nearly done. Okay. So I'm, go- I'm going for a nice little lager cider combo. So this is the thing is like people were just recovering from the outcome of the night two main event when everything about Endeavor got to because like it, the rumors are that it was very very close to being signed on the day of Mania Sunday. Mm. And then by the time Raw came around, it was already confirmed and Vince. With his creepy, creepy moustache. Well, the best summary I've heard of his moustache is that Vince now looks more like somebody who would be accused of the things he's accused of than when he was first accused, and that he looks more like a pervert with that moustache than without it. <sighs> and he's quite clearly been dying his hair like, mate, you are sev- you're in your late 70s, your hair has never get that black naturally. He's in his late 70s? Oh yeah. Very late seventies. I wish he was older. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but yeah. So then, there's the Endeavor, uh, the group that also owns UFC. But like the way people have said, oh, WWE, a like, merger of WWE and UFC. Like people took that phrasing very literally because it's more on the corporate level in that there's a one board of Endeavor, whereas the guy who owns Endeavor with the majority share. 49% of UFC and 51% of WWE at the head of it. Five people on the UFC say with Dana White retaining his role as president of that place. And WWE on the other side with Nick Khan as president. Nick Khan's president. And Vince is also there. It's kind of a, he's, kind of a, he's kind of in a co-role cool alongside this guy who's the head of Endeavour. So he kind of works closely with him. Mm. But... People who know more about business than me, do, even though in the interview they both gave um, and the advertisements about the sale, he did seem like, oh, you know, of course I wanted Vince back, and he seems interested in having Vince around because now they need to start making the uh, negotiations with the TV networks and the rights deals and all that stuff, which mm. they wanted to do after they made the sale official. Uh, people who are more interested than me did say that, like, this guy probably, if he felt that Vince was getting involved in a negative a negative way to the business. Mm. Uh, if he was a hindrance, then they would probably do something about it and remove him because he is. Vince is saying the thing where he's officially a WWE employee. Yeah, he's not the head guy. He's not the boss anymore. He can't make decisions anymore. However, he was backstage at Raw giving input and was on the Raw to me. There were rewrites the last man, which wasn't as common before. Event before, so the panic is set amongst wrestling fans and. That plus the really main event result, which some people liked, some people didn't. There were quite a few people who seemed kind of like they're kind of they that some people quite a few people felt a bit deflated with the idea that Vince was maybe back and influencing creative. I hope he's not. Although I've, I've got to say I agree with a few people mm-hmm. in the sense that I don't think like Cody Rhodes winning at WrestleMania would have been the right decision. I think it would have been the wrong decision because he's done nothing to earn it. And now I think if you tell the right story going forward here, he will have earned it. If you tell the right story going forward, yes. If he if he earns it, mm-hmm. 
and he's been there for a long enough time to earn the shot. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's many candidates that have a right that could possibly fucking take that title from Roman. You've mm-hmm. got Seth, first and foremost, who's been knocking his pan in and the only one on Roman's big long ass run as champ to get a question, to cause Roman to have a questionable one. Mm-hmm. No, no a straight pin. Mm-hmm. Or a decimation. Yeah. It was a DQ, and that's because Seth fucked with him. Mm. He got into his head. Seth should be the one to dethrone him, if you ask me. Because, I mean, the, the popular guy's getting at the minute is insane. So, so enough, I rest of me dressed like a fucking strawberry cream of a quality street tin. And they loved him. <laughs> and that pink strap thing looking very much like a. like a more effeminate Jeff Jarrett from back in the 90s. Yeah, hey, he looked a little queer, I won't lie. <laughs> But uh, so obviously the idea, the fact that obviously Seth he got a segment cut because he came out made entries and there's clips of somebody in the rear filming like with the lights go as to show they're cut to commercial, and somebody basically comes up to to Seth from production basically letting them know there and then in the moment. By the way, your your promo's been cut, mm. and then there were apparently multiple women's matches cut from the show. During the broader mania, uh, the fact they took 40 minutes for an actual match, and when it was a match, it was almost squashing a life in a minute 40. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, me and Paul, Paul tried to stretch out, and I got in the way. That's okay. <laughs> but yeah, so the broader mania wasn't exactly what a lot of people were expecting, but Nick, people are saying that Vince isn't in charge. I mean, I like the guys, guy, <laughs> the guy by Endeavor was so keen for Vince to be involved. Why people involved and how he would feel the need to lie but what Vince's role is is beyond me so I don't so I like to keep, take these people like Nick Cannon at their word you like, like to be positive and say no they say yeah. he's no doing it so he's no doing it yeah he might he might be offering these two bits here and there but we don't necessarily have to listen to the old cunt yeah. and Endeavour did seem like well it might be one of several groups that did seem to be in favour of, of of Triple H's creative and what he's done so because there were stories that like a few investors were uh, Possible buyers were happy to keep Triple H on if they did take over. I don't know if Endeavour's one of these ones, but there were quite a few people who were talking about if they bought Dury, they, they were actually very much like to have Stephanie back. Mm. So I don't know if Endeavour are one of those groups, though. So well, I wouldn't mind having Stephanie back. She mm. was cool when she was there. Yeah. And she only buggered off when her daft old dad went and came back on the scene. So maybe her daft old dad learned without any actual power. Mm-hmm. That'll make her happy enough. Potentially. Like I said before in our WrestleMania 21 review, which you can listen to now, obviously after this if you haven't listened to it already, but you, I said in there that Vince is an employee, they can let him go, but at the minute, if they let him go, they would have to pay him a substantial amount. It's in the millions that they would have to uh, pay him out. It's not exactly when he burn them, we'll just pay him and get him to fuck out. I know, but like the guy around there clearly sees a value, so like, they can't do it because... If they just fired him for the sake of firing that like they don't want him around Vince, and if they don't probably pay him when they does leave, Vince would be with his rights probably legally to say that they, he was unfairly dismissed, even if we think it's fair. Le- the legal system might say a different different thing. Plus, well, the, thing, the thing is, we're keeping them there just now, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The only reason he's being kept there at the moment is for nothing more than a sort of ceremonial figurehead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why he's there. It seems like it. Like, he's he's like a gun with no fucking bullets at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
And the re you know fine well the reason he's dyed the hair and got the porno moustache is because he's got a new missus. You know, he's got a new bud. Probably far, far younger than he is. Probably young enough to be his fucking daughter. Aye, most likely. Most likely. But, but we do know he's a dirty old man, so... Yeah, yeah. That's been proven in multiple ways. Both on TV and legally. On legally TV. Legally. But, uh, TV -gally. Also, there was the fact that it was said that Triple H was in his usual seat, grave, and was at one point off, and then Vince was found by the end of the night in the seat. I know, but like. In Triple H's seat? In Triple H's seat. Which, uh. Hope fucking Triple H pedigreed him through a cement table or something, the old yeah. prick. You know, which could be just a case of like, you know, somebody gets up, you nick their seat. And Again, I'm trying to look at it further because I invest so much in my time. You know, as a wrestling fan, you invest so much your time and effort into like watching wrestling. And sometimes people who try to be morals have get looked at with hands like, oh, why are, you, why are you lying to yourself? This thing is clearly bad or this is, things are clearly not changing. Like, because, again, life is too short to be negative and hating on shit. Particularly the thing that we spend a lot of our time enjoying. So yeah, just enjoy find, it. Finding the enjoyment in things you love. Just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Like, well, when we finally get to talking about it, mm -hmm. I had that... I had nothing but love for the Rebellion pay-per-view. Like, apart from something that Impact is becoming famous for now, their technical issues. Oh, Jesus. That is really getting in my way. I mean, for God's sake, you've sold out five events in a row this year. You'd think some of that money coming back would fix your goddamn production value. I mean, I think Fight TV is a bit to answer for as well, because New Japan's US shows have had those issues as well. But, like, whatever bad issues they may have had on fucking Rebellion... Multiverse United, fuck me. I, I've got to be honest with you on that. And I can't really speak a lot on it because I didn't watch a lot of it. A lot of it bored the shit out of me. Oh. I did not watch a lot of Multiverse. I watched maybe... God, I can't even remember. I watched something. It just looks shit to me. Well, Hopefully we've got a Multiverse 2 coming up. In Philadelphia. In Philly, right? Yes. Hopefully that... Redeems itself a bit. Hopefully. I'm doing that thing you mm -hmm. were just talking about there. I'm going yeah. to be positive going into it. I'm going yeah. to take what I can from it, but... But sometimes you got to call shit out if it's yeah. shit. But no, I mean, the Endeavour thing, that'll work itself out. But I mean, we get on to the other important topic, which is night two. Uh-huh. You know... Night two of WrestleMania was, let's be honest with you, night two was, and I don't know if it was, it was kind of meh, right? Mm, yeah. And I don't know if it was kind of meh because night one was so goddamn fucking good, because mm -hmm. night one was phenomenal. I've noticed that, that's becoming a running trend with these two night WrestleManias, is that night two sometimes struggles to follow night one. And yeah. I think it has to do with what they put on, what they choose to put on both nights, because I remember... First time people properly noticed it was WrestleMania 37 night two, because on that night it seemed like all the heels seemed to win on that night. Ah, oh, good night. I know, but it just seemed like odd. I mean, but then on this one, yeah, it was weird. Like especially because like the Cody, the biggest one we should talk about is the Cody Roll match, and I think this has become an issue here. And like sometimes when I say well, the issue with sometimes with fans or things like that, I'm not trying to be, act like I know better because most of the issues I complain about that I've heard people. Fancy 
are things I probably done myself because we know we're all human at the end of the day. But yeah, that's, yeah, we are. If I've done, if I've been involved in that, I think why I feel like I, I want people who can comment on it. But I think wrestling fans sometimes get confused between a bad match and a good match that had a finish they didn't agree with. Yeah, I think that I think that is a lot of the time that is the case. Because yeah, because yeah, you never matches can have a and you may not agree with, but it doesn't mean that everything that led up to that was bad. Because so, you because you, you, you know when you've seen a bad wrestling match. Yeah. I, I think all that has to do with, like, it's true about wrestling, it's true about movies, it's true about a lot of things. Like, it's the, the ending is what you'll probably remember. No matter what happened before, the quality of ending might hinder mm. your view of everything else. I'll give you a perfect example, and this is partly, just trying to be funny, partly <laughs> not. But okay. it's like any time you see a shot, say, Blackheart match. <laughs> Unless the person she's wrestling against or wrestling alongside is carrying the fuck out of the match for her. Mm-hmm. You know you're always getting shit when you see a Shotzi match because that woman wouldn't know wrestling if it fucking kicked her in the face. Oh, oh, because up until obviously I know people would agree with the the fact that Roman continued to reign, but other than yourself and like yes, I know I said I was very passionate in discussion both on and off air that I felt like the same should come. You were, you were like there has to be change. There has to be change. That's because at the time. I didn't see a way for Roman to win that would be satisfying and would make me think that that was a right decision. And I go and I fight with myself on whether or not it was a right decision. I'll help you. It was. But the fact that Solo <laughs> got involved, I initially had this idea, oh, that the match at Backlash that Corey would have was between him and Solo because the whole thing, they hated those segments, Solo, you're not ready. And it's him saying, see, I'm not fucking ready. Well, you're not, I'm going to make sure you're not ready, you prick. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll steal. I'll steal a a belt off a kid whose dad died. Like, Tola doesn't care about your dead dads. No, no disrespect to the family of Brody Lee and all that. Yeah, but no, no one cares. I'll just beat the piss out of you. Hmm. Well, it's cool, but that weight belt they gave was also in the back of it, and then say that was the names of all the companies that Cody wrestled with when he wasn't. With the exception, I don't think he put AEW on it, but all the companies that he wrestled with. Yeah. When you know, he didn't put them on it, but he did put Impact. Oh yeah. But then when he put some companies over here in the UK as well. Yeah, but all those... Two, two companies from Scotland as well. All those companies, and none of them were AEW. Says a lot, doesn't it? Well, maybe he thought that he wouldn't let him put AEW on it, but... It, maybe maybe he just thought himself, I'm not going to desecrate the belt by putting that logo on it. Ugh, if, no. If, if it two bloody Scottish companies on it, Scottish Wrestling Alliance and Discovery Wrestling, which is based in Edinburgh, which up until recently, Joe Hendry was the champion of, which he recently dropped the belt, which I think tells me he's going to be spending more time over in the US. We both we, we are a podcast that believes in Joe Hendry. Oh, we believe. We believe most heartily. We believe. He lost it to a wrestler called Gene Money, who's quite loyal loved in, uh, in the UK. He's sometimes comedy, sometimes not. He's got his own custom belt called the Gene Money belt of Gene Money or whatever. Cool. I, did, I did say to Brian something that made him chuckle quite a bit. Yeah. Well, you know how Joe Hendry has his whole cool entrance thing that he does, and then just as he's finished, mm-hmm. he does that turn to camera with Dramatic a big grin. Yeah. You know, I went. I said to Brian, "What if ever been any botches when he's turned to the rang while the camera's not been all right and it's just got the back of his head or something?" <laughs> and he's like, "Ha, ha, ha!" ha. I, mean, I mean, the shows are taped. If it, if there was one, we'd never know. They'd probably edit around it. Yeah, I just I'd love to see that. Like, I'm going. This is just a random. Wait a minute! Just turns like not like one of those old TV shows back in the day where you'd 
Starring this person. They do this big turn of the camera, big spell, like, hey there. <laughs> Starring Joe Hendry. And Joe Hendry as a Cisco kid. And introducing Joe Hendry. <laughs> and Baron Corbin as Stumpy, the non-interesting extra. And the accurately titled Sir Not Appearing in this film. <laughs> <laughs> but, Is that Lacey Evans? <laughs> take your back on people. Uh, but... Something about Gene Myers, sorry, just a darn thing. I didn't watch it, but uh, he did progress, let him run his own show like he, where he booked the matches and he called it Gene Money's Daft Lad Emporium, where the, the guy who won the first match got killed and the rest of the show was about solving who killed him. Oh, okay. And now when they announced people who were going to be on the show, they announced so-and-so is a daft lad. <laughs> that's how they confirmed people for the show. But Anyway, that's a side. Hey, WrestleMania, Cody Rhodes in that. Cody Rhodes and that. I mean, Cody came out and did his big, like, you know, whoa, I'm American Nightmare, I'm Cody Rhodes, look at me. You can't say that, that wall was fucking loud. And I got my friend Gary, was with his kid. Oh, I know it was loud, they, they popped like fuck for him. I get you. Well, Gary was there with his kid, all his, his son, he wasn't any wrestling, he used to be his daughter. Do you know why his daughter doesn't watch wrestling anymore? Because Bailey turned heel. She, she used to be a massive Bailey fan, and when Bailey turned heel, that was her. I think actually she liked a couple of other people who happened to turn heel at the same time. I can't remember who it was, but that just that she was just she had no interest. You mean she was she was a child caught up in the goody goody crap? I think I think it was just too real, you know, for a child like her. She was too. I loved it when she turned heel. But, so loved then, it. So all of a sudden, then Ollie started slowly but surely getting wrestling. So Gary loves it because he's got one kid that he can enjoy. Yeah. Thing with. I mean, I've I seen YouTube videos of kids watching that crying. You know, and I was like, ah, kid, ah, your hero, your hero has turned into one of my type of heroes now. And Gary's got the kind of my he can go to shows like this like Lucy, which is his daughter who doesn't watch anymore. My first wrestling show. Well, it's like our first couple of shows were like either a show, an SWA show, like I mentioned, and I think Claybank Town Hall or whatever, or City Centre. Claybank. Or, or some community centre. And then I went to a WWE Live event, and I hate going to live events. It wasn't until 2016 until I went to a televised event. Lucy's first show, because her dad's got quite a bit of money, and Guy has no pension, but he's got quite a bit of money. Lucy's first wrestling show was attending WrestleMania 33 with her dad. Lucky, lucky girl. I know. I could say other things, but you know, I don't want to be cruel to a child, and Gary's a good friend. But, uh. Ja- jammy wee sod. Aye, that was what that's I that's That is, that is, that is, fit for television response, you jammy wee, you jammy wee so and so, you. Always a funny kick of like, where Paul Quacku is, uh, is a ring announcer, he's worked at Discovery, and uh, like, I told you about, he sent us a photo, like he was commentating, he was ring announcing a show, Joe Henry was out for Discovery, and sitting on his lap as he was saying, right, saying, was the Discovery belt on one side and the fucking digital media mm. belt, and like, he even sent me a video of Scotty Joy, he Discovery, and he got to do the, go in the ring and do the fucking, they did two cool dance with him and everything, the jammy belt but, back, sometimes Gary will bring Ollie to, to local like indie shows that, that Gary's ring announcing on, and Ollie keeps chatting, Quacky sucks whenever Quacky comes out yeah. but Basically, my long, long and short of it is that Gary was at WrestleMania, he was filming on his phone Cody Rhodes' entrance, and he sent us the video afterwards, and from his perspective, inside the venue, if you think it's live and you watch it on TV, listen to Gary's video, fucking, it must have been deafening to be in the, the building, because yeah. SoFi Stadium, what a fucking venue that was, and the set, to look like an awards show kind of like stage or whatever it was. That, that stadium was featured on a YouTube channel I watched recently. Oh yeah? 
Yes, Hollywood Graveyard. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because, interestingly enough, the episode he was doing, mm-hmm. and he was in a cemetery with famous people in it, mm-hmm. and he was saying across, across from the famous SoFi Stadium, and he's like, and this venue hosts da and da, and it was recent, right? The video was posted recently, and I thought, I didn't shout at the telly, but I thought to myself, didn't he mention the big event has just been at SoFi Stadium? I know. Come yeah. on, man. But, uh, so you mentioned about WrestleMania, I mentioned like Philly and all that, and like New Japan's got some shows in the US and Philly too, using the 2300 Arena, formerly the ECW Arena, which is a big thing. But I've remembered that WrestleMania 40 next year, that's going to be in Philly. Mm. So I imagine there's going to be quite a few indies trying to book that 2300 venue for their yeah. show. So yeah, that'll be hell of a career. I've seen a lot of people wondering if Paul Heyman will get inducted next year because it's in Philly, the former home of ECW and all that, which I think would be pretty cool. That'd be kick-ass. Because there's not many ECW people that, one, either haven't been inducted yet or are maybe working with another company where they can't be inducted because, no offence, and, like, you'd think it would be an ECW person headlining the class, and no offence to Tommy Dreamer, but if you went to the Hall of Fame, he should not be fucking headlining it. No. No, not at all. No, especially considering the unfortunate emotional state he's in at the moment. Yeah. That's a very fucked up sad mm-hmm. situation for Tommy yeah and the the fact I'm, I know we're not talking about it right now but yeah, the very yeah. fact that he wrestled rebellion with that shit on his fucking mind <laughs> that's props to the guy man you know what I mean he's 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 not I mean I don't always agree that he's the best in ring but he's yeah, been yeah. nothing but 110% mm-hmm. pro his whole career you know what I mean yeah I was, I was kind of taking out the moment the emotional emotional kind of thing of that promo because you got everybody around him his team kind of like being like yeah we were mm. with you man you, now. Could, you could tell he was struggling though yeah mm. like I was taking out the moment because everyone around him I say is like it's like I got his back and everything the exception of Yuya Yuamura who is staring blankly down the camera probably because he doesn't know what Tommy's saying because English isn't his first language yeah he's just like I'm looking at him like I feel like I feel like he's staring right into my Staring right at me. Like, were you sitting there going, he's staring into my soul. I, can't, I keep moving. He's, his eyes are following me. Like, stop, stop, stop looking at me. Damn it. I, I like Amura. Mm-hmm. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's very he's very key. I still think Tommy made a bad decision though, putting him on his team. Like, I need the best against uh, against Billy. Who's he got? He's got a former Impact World Champion in his team. Who do I get? A guy who's still technically a trainee. Still, mm. has a cu- a current women's champion in another company at the moment. Oh yeah, Masha. Oh, yeah. Well, no, yeah. she was on a uh, Billy's team. She's the fucking GCW heavyweight yeah, champion. One. And she he, he had he had to at his disposal the good hands, you know, and the and he had Muth Muth, who's basically went from being Muth to oh look, there's that guy who runs a bit with Brian Miles now. And gets off pissy because Joe Henry's better than him. I love that. Love that. One, there was one graphic I saw of that hardcore war. I had the good hands looking like they were going to be in the match, and then by the next week they were replaced by Myers and Musa. Like, like Impact went like this match is looking far too mid cardery. Let's take you two fuckers out and, and put, put Myers and Musa in. Aye, no offense to Brian Myers, but he's been kind of booked in the lower card for most of his career. So when you need Brian Myers to add some name value to your match, you know you've. I mean, look at the heel team, right? You had Bully, you had fucking Kenny, Kenny, you had Moose, Masha, Masha, Myers, Myers, and then good hands for kind of outside people. Yeah, they came in and got involved, but you know, 
Billy's cool, man. I mean, I, I figured that Tommy's team would win, but I looked at it on paper and I'm like, you can't argue Billy's got the fucking better team. Yeah, yeah. Billy had the much better team, but you know, Tom, Tommy had his his pain on his side, and his his team of superstars. <laughs> let, let, let's go back to oh Killer Kelly was on his team. Oh yeah, Killer Kelly was by far the best member of Dreamer's team. Aye, aye. But it's interesting to see her wearing, you know, camel. Yeah, camel. You'd think she would be better on Billy's team wearing camel. Well, he's just like, aha, I'm trying to get on you. Look at me, I'm wearing your gear. Yes. Uh, to mock you or whatever. Yes, I, I will wear camel. Ha-ha. Fuck you. Fuck you, yes. <laughs> now go away, Billy, or I'll taunt you a second time. By putting on a 3D shirt to go with camo. <laughs> go away, I have a stable cam. Why have I made her... She's fucking from Portugal. Why have I made her French for some reason? Because it's all the same shit, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> that's how... Sorry to any Portuguese or French that listen, but it's all the same shit. It's European shit. At one point, I thought... I actually randomly saw, like, you have 4% listenership in France at one point. I don't know if it's still the same now, but I'm like... No, well, we, how, how weird that is. We will have 4 million percent listener base in France because... Not after we, this, we won't. <laughs> we will, so, because everyone knows that we're just salty and we love everyone. You're a bit more solid than me, but anyway. I, I am a so, but you know, my soul, at the core of my being, I'm a good person. I am. I'm just very salty and better. So, well, you were originally talking about fucking Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes, which was a hell of a match, you got to, you got to admit. Yeah, but we, we talked a lot about Cody Rhodes, which is why I went on a tangent, because you can only talk about him for so long without talking about something else to make it interesting. Anyway, but my, my thing was, I thought it was going to be a thing with him and Solo, but then... Right, oh no, apparently Backlash is going to be him versus Brock Lesnar. Did, did you see the beating he took? Yes. By Christ. <laughs> that was vicious. Mm-hmm. I mean, those chair shots to the back, for fuck's sake. I talked to you about this before. I'm predicting that by WrestleMania 40, we're going to have a match not for the titles, because I think Roman won't be champion by then. I think next year we're going to have Roman versus Solo. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's telling the story similar to how they told Triple H versus Batista, but... As we discussed on our WrestleMania 21 review, hopefully, yes, fun. Hopefully, a far more interesting match than the one that Batista and Triple H had because fuck me, that was boring when we had to that review it. That was dull as crap, man. But you know, Solo and Roman, mm-hmm. despite the fact they're big dudes, right. can wrestle really well. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they both got finishers that fucking... I mean, I know that sometimes Roman takes a few spears that, to put some away, but they've got moves that are over. And, like, the size of, like, fucking solo Samoan spite, nobody's kicked out of it. I mean, and, like, you've got an argument to build on it already. Like, Clash of the Castle, Solo made the really help against Drew, and then he helped him here. Basically, you can say to Roman, the most times your tail was in jeopardy, who was fucking there? Me. He would even got close to a thousand days if it wasn't for me. Yeah. So you, Who, no, who's your title really in jeopardy? Uh, you know, mm-hmm. who could really take your belt? And then we got, weirdly, uh, Sammy, Kevin and Riddle against Usos and Solo Boo. at Backlash. Boo! <laughs> I hope Sammy and Riddle and fucking Fatboy get their arses kicked at Backlash because they all suck. Boo! 
Boo, Sammy Zane. Boo, Kevin Owens. And boo, you, you mad scrappy do stoner freak. Oh, sorry, Riddle. I like the tag match. I mean, I night one. Oh my goddamn back. No, the match I heard was a banger. Mm. I heard the match was great. And you see, I used a Seamus Dism there. Oh, we'll get to him in a minute. But Sammy Zane and Riddle. Mm. I'm not actually that annoyed about KO, right? Because yeah. KO, if he managed to, you know, clean that mess off him and actually get back to his strong solo run, KO's kick ass. But Sammy's a bell end, and so is fucking Riddle. Two of them, they buck it off. I was happy when Solo went and buried that wee dick under the fucking announce table all of day. Fucking wee fud. He, res- he basically wrestles in his pants. <laughs> With no shoes. With no shoes, eh? Daft looking weed prick. But I don't like him. I noticed. Yeah, that. You had, you had me and Charlotte both very clearly annoyed that they weren't in the main event. Both Charlotte visually on her face when she came out, like, face like thunder is what I would use. Because, like, one, she has a look at both, one, she's both been told she's not winning and she's not in the main event. She's like, you're telling me, not only do I have to lose, which I clearly don't like doing, but. And I can't even do it in the main event. <clears throat> and Rhea going like, you kidding? We're the best thing on night one. We're the best thing at WrestleMania. You're not even letting that wee bond that he win his belt. <laughs> Why are we more, more main event in this shit? I've seen Dave Meltzer, who sometimes can be very critical and sometimes say the wrong thing when it comes to women's wrestling, but he described Charlotte Vivre as one of the best women's matches he's ever seen. And like that finish as well, the riptide. Well, that was beautiful. Mm. That was absolutely beautiful. See when she went for that. Oh, and then she fucking boom, and then did Rhea's fucking classic, classic now. Pin was she just fucking folds them. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Rhea's the fu- ow, my bad elbow. <laughs> Rhea's the fucking champ, you know. And but what? and I'm sorry, cut in right. You talk about women's matches. Mm-hmm. We'll get to it, but the the main event match on Rebellion, mm. oh, oh. that was just to to use terminology. That was just too sweet, too sweet, too sweet, man. That was that was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that match, brutal, uh. brutal as fuck, phenomenal. And in personal opinion, mm-hmm. it was weird. I didn't really have a a a favorite uh-huh. going into the match. Mm-hmm. When I was halfway through the match, mm-hmm. let's just say I got who I wanted to yeah. win, because I I was like we we need that we need that Jordan Jordan doesn't need that yeah Jordan's got her muscle building. <laughs> I mean, she won some competition recently, so fair play to her. Aye aye. But I had my favourite going into it as soon as they were confirmed to be in the match, and as I say, I got what I wanted out of this. Uh, well, we both did. We got yeah. a phenomenal main event title match and the correct person to win. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and uh, now we have... To, sorry to cut no, it again, no, no, but no. now we have, again, for the third time in Impact, uh, uh, an actual guy, a couple, mm-hmm. holding both the main belts. Yeah. You know, first it was... Uh, well, before uh, Macklin and... Yeah. Diona, it was Swan and Sue Young. Mm-hmm. And before Swan and Sue Young, I believe it was 
Johnny Impact mm-hmm. and Valkyrie. Yes. Very good. Well, well done to you. Gold star for remembering. Thank you. Thank you. I'd only just read that a couple of days ago. Give yourself one of those. One of those. Horowitz. There's like quite a few stats going around about WrestleMania. Like the one that Michael Cole mentioned about Roman. Like the only person to defend the title three times at WrestleMania in the same reign. Hogan would have accomplished that had he not competed in that tag match at the first WrestleMania. Because also the next two years he fought against Bundy. And also Bianca is the fourth person to win a tail at one year's mania and defend it at the next I think they said six I don't know if they said I think they said successfully defend it actually I don't know if they said just defend because mm-hmm. I don't remember the other all three I, I know two of the three they mentioned the other three were Brock Lesnar when the tail at Mania thirty three retaining his own thirty four and I think Becky winning both women's belts at thirty five retaining and Shane at thirty six. I don't know who the third one was. I wanted to say Hogan but I don't think Hogan ever this is actually retail. Like he won at Mania Five, but he lost it the following year to the Savage. So then he he won it at Mania Seven, but, but wasn't but, he holding it at yeah. Mania Eight? Nah. And the other times where he was going at Mania, like he went at Mania Two and Three, but that was all the same. Mania. He won it before WrestleMania was even a concept. Yeah, at yeah. That point, so I don't know. I can't remember who the fourth. Well, he did. He did is. go. He did go into Mania One and Two as the champion in the main mm-hmm. event. Did he not? Yeah, but he wasn't defending the belt. No, no, no. It was just about winning it one year and then. What was he doing event at Mania too? Uh, him and Bundy in the him cage. Him and Bundy in the cage. I believe one of the first examples of the big blue cage. Yeah. There you go. I think I'm pretty sure I've got Mania two in there. I really should look back on that. Mm. I mean, it's widely regarded as a, a not a good WrestleMania, partly because of the whole three locations thing yeah no it's just like you know you know how sometimes you can look that back on nostalgic shit fondly yeah, even though it's yeah. garbage mm-hmm. you know nostalgia can be a dangerous thing because it sometimes finds you how garbage true, I think. how tr- oh. the true quality of something actually is i was i was right by the way mm. a minimal movement and more cider my pain is depleting but uh we had some other good I've I've high expectations of it when it's wrestling to do I have high expectations for the inevitable elite, uh, Trish Becky matches because I'll be honest with you, six women tag was not my favourite. In fact it might have been one of my least favourite matches in the entire mania. Oh it sucked. Oh yeah, it sucked. But honestly, out of the three on the face side, the person I blame most for it, Lita. Fuck me. She went for a hurricane run, it looked like she was moving fucking slow motion like don't even get me started on that she went for a whisper in the fucking wind or some shit and it looked retarded man I mean there was a spot fair play for me trying it but there was a spot where I tried to do a hurricane on it and you definitely could see them in a couple of times go you ready? aye ready? okay fucking damage control especially EO the old trace had their working bits on EO particularly with like was the star of everyone in that oh, match oh yeah yeah but no, Alita, right? I'm not surprised fucking Trish turned heel. Aye. Because, you know, Trish can still go. Mm. Lita's like your old Ma at Op gig. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, looks at the potential for embarrassment at the end of the night because she's pissed <laughs> or something. <laughs> I'm not saying that about Mama, I'm just saying stereotypical old Ma at Op gig scenario, you know what I mean? Fucking, fucking take care of him, she's pissed. I'm going to get up the road. Aye, aye. What's the fucking day anyway? Can you go on up the road, man? For fuck's sake, you're, what, you're fucking making a show yourself, go home. It's like fucking Stewie, you know, it's like, who threw out my sequencer? You're 43, accept it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, 
Who threw my baggy jeans? You fucking, you passed it ahead and fuck off him. Threshold, Trish, I mean, that chick, she's yeah. fucking, the fucking, she's, she's never needs as big as fucking Rhea, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that is not her vibe. She's athletic. She yeah, like, yeah. does yoga and shit. Oh, yeah. She's got a whole business around her and everything. Yeah, yeah. But she's muscular herself, you know what I mean? She's built. And she she has a look that Lita does not have. Mm-hmm. She looks like she makes effort. You know, she looks like she's constantly training, constantly fit, constantly limber enough. Like, if she wanted to come back full time and potentially challenge for belts, mm-hmm. I would accept Trish doing that because Trish can fucking go. Every time I've seen Lita in ring since she's reappeared, she's looked garbage. I mean,. She had a couple of not so great injuries during her initial run. I think time has not been the best thing for her. Like going no. long periods, but in between appearances, has not been kind to Lita. I mean, if she wants to, if she wants to like change her style up, yeah, yeah, I could get that if she changed her style up and tried to work it more in her favour. Mm-hmm. But the style that she's still attempting to use. Like, it does not work for her. Like we're looking at Leah's like very very early times, like getting properly over in the company and being with Team Extreme. She's currently the women's champion in our timeline of the Retro Smackdown. Yeah. And like the whole, her doing Hurricane Rising insults as a woman for the WF audience is like blowing people's minds. And so she feels, I think she feels like she has to do that to keep, like to get Yeah, she's still in that mindset. Well, I think it's because like she's doing what she's remembered for. But in the same match, he was doing a moonsault, which is fucking 10 times better than her moonsault. Yeah. So... It's really not worth it when you're being outshined by the person you're fucking beating for your fucking moves, your key moves. Yeah. Like, is it, like I say, it, was it, it seemed, I know it was storyline progression, blah, 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 right? But it seems really dumb <laughs> to have you and Dakota lose late tag belts to the less than decent opposition. Like, Becky and Trish, <laughs> I would have accepted that. But Becky and Lita... <laughs> Nah. Nah, it's weird. You but, know? But, it's, it's weird that they get the two, the two legends in and use the less competent one to be the tag chap for a wee while. I know. I think, they, I think it's because like, they weren't sure if they were going to get Trish in for a little while. Mm. Before, and then, oh, she's a busy woman. And then there was a one with her and Kyle. They were going to get Trish in, but then like, Dakota couldn't be on the show because she was injured, so they wanted all of damage control there when they never placed it up the six woman tag. Yeah. So, it was the whole thing set this matchup. Do you know the tag team matches though? Do you know what was my biggest surprise of WrestleMania weekend? How much I enjoyed the men's showcase match. Which one was that? The, like the four-way, the second match on May and 8-1. Oh, like, that match was fu- fucking phenomenal. Mm, fucking, I mean, Gable, yeah. Otis, both of them phenomenal. Profits, phenomenal. Fucking, who else? The Raiders, phenomenal. Mm. And you had Braun doing his thing. Oh, I like to. Yeah, Braun's ready thing, rugby award. Then Angelo and then, ah, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Just get up and knock no one's up. But then Ricochet hitting the big shooting star press on a bunch of people on the outside. I say, Ricochet is so cool. It mm. seems annoying that he's been dragged down by that big lumbering fud. Um, I was like, that to Brian, he was like, oh, we could win this. And I was like, I oh, what's wrong when he get, they go and attack the announce desk again, eh? Big idiot. Well, but I think it was wrong for him taking the big, the big chaos theory. Rolling through German from Buddy. Oh, I know, from, right? From Gable. I thought this nail, he's not gonna, oh fuck, he's done it. Gable is awesome, man. I mean, that draft could only benefit him if we split up because if we don't, if we do this draft, mm-hmm. right? 
and we split up Alpha Academy, yeah. I'll, I'll only be accepting a lot, a lot if we seriously push Gable because he fucking deserves it. I, I want Gable versus Gunther. That would be so mm. goddamn good. That would be fu- that Yes. Yes. That would be fucking... Ow, my back. What, what, that would be awesome. As long as Gable is on the same brand as Gunther, give me, give me that. Give me Gable v Gunther in an Iron Man match oh, for the IC title. Oh, don't you threaten me with a good time. <laughs> well, I, well the, the threat has been issued, sir. Oh. <laughs> I remember we did a little sweet state meeting with the guys from ESSR and I was throwing out my, my ones and weirdly enough, the tag team showcase match was the, one, the male one I was fixing on like I was this close to doing Braun and Ricochet not because I wanted them to but because I thought that's where WWE would go I'll answer your question in a minute but then we were but then I changed my mind at the last time and went fuck it I'll go Street Profits and with Street Profits when I feel like I feel so smart no da 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 oh you did open it ah I was going to suggest to you because that is your favourite of the ciders you should have saved that one for the last I thought about it but I thought Siren Jet in between two to dark fruits would be a more interesting experience. Yeah. Dark fruit, orange, dark fruit, cider, doodly doo. Get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> is that all you? Is that what you were raising your hand for? I was just. Well, I was. If you, I wasn't sure if you had opened your can or not, and if you had not indeed opened your can, out was my suggestion. I, I was considering it for a second, but you know. I, well, I'm, I'm happy you took my thought into consideration at least. Thank you. Consider- that is. That is moderately sweet. Not too sweet. <laughs> moderately sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I have a hand signal for moderately sweet. <laughs> Little thumbs up. <laughs> anyway, hey, WrestleMania. The only other real thing I want to talk about. Well, I said two things. One, I said a thing after Braun Strowman versus uh, not Braun Strowman, uh, almost versus Brock Lesnar. That I didn't think I'd say beforehand. I wish that went longer. Yeah, totally. Cause I, cause I enjoyed that more than I thought it was. Because like, the, cause, but the weird thing with the face was. Oh, can he get up? Oh, he can't. Almost so it's that food. They take half hours on it. What can is it? Oh, look, now he can't get the F5. It's over now. Yeah, oh, that okay. annoyed the crap at me. Almost did the majority of the offence in that match. Kick Brock's ass. Brock gets him for what? And we, we spend so much time trying to make the F5 look like, oh, the F5 is done. But, you know, we've seen it countless times. People can kick out the F5. Yeah. Why sacrifice somebody that could potentially be a future star? Because, I mean, look, almost, right? I know that's yeah. a lot of people probably hear me say that and go, oh, what? Almost? Mm-hmm. But no. He is so different to your typical huge guy because he can actually move. Mm-hmm. He can actually move well and he can, under MVP's trilogy, mm-hmm. he's probably going to get better and better and better because MVP mm-hmm. is just great. You know, let's be honest. He's mm-hmm. he's great guy. He's great mindful business. Mm-hmm. But Omos is a huge guy that can actually move well and mm-hmm. actually wrestle. Yeah. And now Brian likes him even more mm-hmm. because he he found out he likes anime. Oh, he's a big nerd in real life. Aye, Brian, Brian was like Brian was like I heard that and I was like oh on yourself Omos man. The difference between him and Brock Lesnar is that unlike Brock, almost has a voice that matches his fucking size. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, this man has a career in voiceovers fucking waiting for him, I think. Yeah. But I, do, I was watching this, me and my brother watched the night one together and then our pal Stephen came around to watch night two with us. And I I mean, I thought, I don't think I said it to them, but I thought at the time we were almost had that, that hoodie on with a big symbol on it and he took it off and I was thinking to myself, ah, see, so he took that off because when he wears that, it's like when Lord Zed had the putties 
with a big zero and you punched them, they broke apart. It was like, if Brock punches a C, I will cease to exist. <laughs> Uh, I like Omos's gear, it's simple and it fits him mm-hmm. just a bit. Aye, just a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but, sorry, I just, just go back to the hell and say, I'll talk about when my health team came up. We, we enjoyed the match, but we did take the piss a little bit because of the multicolored well, weapons. The, the, the red and purple sticks and such. We, we were joking about it because like, the reason that I think the red cell was on, I think that was a, a merchandise thing, we joked this with him, like, all new hell is, like, we were like, we're going to get WrestleMania tire edges and bin balls, like, no, it's blue. Now with purple kendo sticks or red kendo sticks. Classic, classic Hell in a Cell cage with red cell classic weaponry. We're like, like, oh come on! One of them pick up a red one. One of them pick up a purple one. One. Have a deal with the kendo stick. They can swing them like lightsabers. Put a hand behind your back and fence. <laughs> oh God, demon! Oh God, have at you, sir! <laughs> I see your kendo stick and I raise you a set of ladders. <laughs> bah! Your head is broken, sir. <laughs> See that Finn 14 Staples t-shirt he's got out now? Mmm. Fucking on that platform. Like, what the fuck's that platform for? It was for Finn to do a big dive on it. Aye. To a fucking table. Also, you've seen that. There's a Simpsons... The Simpsons mimic out for Sully. There's one about fucking Scottish football. But there's one about wrestling as well. And it's Finn clearly holding the uh, kind of section place when he's trapped. And it's like the bit from uh, Homer getting stuck in the machine. Like, we're going to cut off your arm. Wait, they'll go back, right? Sure. Finn, are you holding on to the Kindle stick? Your point being? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode of that. Homer, uh, are you holding Homer, on to the Kindle stick? are you can- holding on to the cans? Your point being? <laughs> Free candy and soda for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that, but, yeah, but the last, I think if we're going to end on our discussion of me, I don't know if you have anything else to say, but if I was going to talk about one last thing about media, the fucking triple threat match, which got five stars, well deserved from the other, which makes that the fifth five star or more the match. Fifth five star. Fifth, the fifth or the fifth or more five star match that Gunther has had since he made you. Three of them were in NXT or NXT UK. Then he had the match to the Classic Castle, and now he's had this. Two things. Mm-hmm. A. This is a guy that old Pervitash was going to fire. Mm-hmm. Not fire, barely, but probably that would lead to firing. Aye. Old Pervitash was going to ruin him. Mm-hmm. He got his cell in Mondo shape. He's had fucking stellar matches since Triple H took the helm. Uh-huh. He's the longest reigning modern era IC champ. Mm-hmm. He's got an awesome fucking faction. Uh-huh. And every goddamn match he's in is brutal as fuck. Mm-hmm. And I will say this out loudly now to look. If any of the commenters on wrestling pages happen to listen to our show, uh-huh. any of you bitches that say Gunther's boring, oh, fuck fudge off. yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go and take a giant fuck to yourself. Gunther could kick the living piss of each and every goddamn one of you, and I hope he does. I fuck to- you. I told you I have friends who, when my hair, particularly when my hair is short like it is now, mm. tell me I look like Gunther. More so when he, when he used to like before he lost the weight. Paul the Gunford face. I don't know what the Gunford face is. No. Aye. Wee bit. Wee bit. He uh, looked more like Gunford than Vinci anyway. Aye. Well, well, for one, Vinci is bald. And you definitely don't look like Woodley Geyser. Because he looks like a Nazi commandant. <laughs> like, I, jo- I joked about that. We used to joke about that. Especially, but then since he lost the weight, I said to him, like, you know, that makes it more insulting that you call me Gunther because... 
Now that he's lost his shape, now I'm the fucking before, he's the after. You are the before, Gunther. Aye. You are Walter. Aye. <laughs> or, ironically enough, I, w- I told you I was there for his debut, right? For his WWE debut. He debuted at the very end of NXT Blackpool, like the first one. And I was there. And everyone knew he was going to, was, there was all these rumours he was going to be there. And he got his, he got to keep his whole instrumental, like, da theme. Aye. I remember how I was going, because you know, I'd recently discovered him, like, the year before, and watching all these indie matches. I was on my seat, and a bunch of others were going, oh, fuck it. It's, everyone's singing on his theme song. It was meant to announce him. And also, I get I either get him or when well, my hair grows longer and it kinda of stays the same, it's a bit darker when it's when it grows a bit. I get to what I look like fucking Dominic Mysterio. I don't know which one is more of a compliment or an insult, if I'm honest with you. Don't meet yourself a Rhea, go on. <laughs> oh, I'd be I'd be I'd be lucky to find myself a Rhea ever play if I'm honest. She's a handsome woman. A very handsome woman. Yes. Yes. So muscular. Mm. Before I go back to the triple threat, the funny thing about that, when they cut to the crowd during the Ray Dominic matches, you have Ray's, Ray Dominic's mum and Flash Ray's wife. You've got Aaliyah there, and you got a third woman who they keep focusing on, but they don't mention. That's because that was Dominic's real life fiance there, like. Oh, is it? Aye, but Kayfabe, we can't talk about her because ah. in Kayfabe, he's with Rhea. So he's got, he's got a real bird. <laughs> uh, in reality, and all I've heard, like. Because you know, like wrestlers talk yeah. truth with yeah. the ring now. I hear like Dominic's really actually happy with his, yeah. his daddy. Mm-hmm. You know, keep him right. Aye. And you know, even though he is at the point now where he is like, he's majorly over getting the nuclear heat, mm-hmm. I still find it funny sometimes when he's cutting promos and he staggers out of his words. Aye. It, 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 Ray gives him a look, I have to say, for God's sake, we practice that, go <laughs> on. You call me a cunt, I still there looking upset. Come on, boy. Well, like, he's talked about how like, both him and Rhea talked about how, how they actually do get along pretty well together because they work a lot and they're like the fact that they're, I think part of the reason they get along is they said that they're both about the same age. Right. Uh, oh, so, but but Dominic's got somebody in real life. Uh, and Rhea's obviously dating Buddy Matthews. Yeah. I think it was just off to the side. I think you could briefly see him at the Hall of Fame crowd before they left during Ray's speech. Buddy Matthews. Aye, so remember he had that angle where he was t- kind of with Aaliyah. Aye. It was a bit where like they seem looking all surly. People were joking it's because obviously Dom was with Rhea, and then he was like, "Actually, I say I look like that because Aaliyah was just off to the side." <laughs> but uh, I think, and then both of them taking the piss, like both of them taking the piss out of the kind of similarities. Like he was doing an angle with Aaliyah, now Rhea end up with Dom. Like ah, oh, they mysterious. They love us Australians. They do. Something like that. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. But back to the triple threat. Yeah, fucking phenomenal. I mean, it was brutal. <laughs> I mean, and granted, right, lots of people would say, like, less than that, but it was a brutal, just, it was a fucking hammer fest, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, every one of them got a, got a time to shine, you know what I mean? And a, a finish. <laughs> I mean, fucking Drew and Seamus slapping the living piss at each other, both going for the, what was uh, it, the brogue and the... Uh, They're both more. going for the big hefty kicks. Aye, uh, the big kicks. The big kicks. And then out anywhere, Gunther comes in, battles the fuck out of Seamus with a power bomb. Mm-hmm. And then power bombs through onto Seamus. Mm. Power bombs through again. One, two, three, and still, <laughs> your intercontinental champion, Gunther. Like, I, I love how someone thinks Gunther's match can end over. It's like he had a match, one of his five star matches, first one I think it was. Like actually five and a quarter against Tyler Bay at Takeover UK, like Cardiff, 
and it went 40 minutes and just as it looked like Tyler was going to get back he started to feel like the exhaustion and Gunther ran across the ring and fucking getting the biggest fucking ladder I've mm. ever seen and then pinned him like usually like a fucking ladder after 40 minutes but like think about it you've expelled all this energy for 40 minutes and Gunther was much bigger back then this big fucking 300 pound lad just clocks you with his big <laughs> arm driving all the force out of you like that's going to keep you fucking down yeah, that, like, I think, everything he does looks like it's going to fuck you up. I mean, and that by that means by default, you know, like has the most five star matches in WRP history now, and mm. also means that after years of kind of being ridiculed and maybe not rightly used or like doing a way that the fans kind of didn't like him, good Seamus now in this part of his career, certainly he's had over the last couple of years, now has two five star matches under his belt, and finally one for Drew as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Well deserved for all the lads. And I did like the kind of story. Like, Seamus could have finally done it. Like, I love Gunther as well. I predicted him to win. But I also like Seamus. I like to see that story. You know? so, no, because Drew, Drew doesn't need it. But then there's that moment where Seamus hit the pro kick finally. And fucking Drew pulls the referee out. Oh, I know, I know. You're like, at that point, I was a bit like, you bastard. Because in, in that match, <laughs> I was probably the same as you. <laughs> I, in my heart, in my heart, I had a I had a soft spot for Seamus. I would have been, I wouldn't have been upset if he'd have won. I'd have probably have been like fucking on yourself, Grand Slam, Aye. Grand Slam, Seamus. <laughs> you know what I mean? Aye. But I I had I had that like if Gunther wins, he's got to win brutal, and by Christ, he won brutal. Look at us. Using your other opponent Aye. to brutally fucking powerbomb into the other opponent. Me, me and my brother used this phrase as jokingly said, I don't know where we first heard about it, we've used it quite a lot. And it sums up how Gunther won this match. He beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker. Ah, he beat a motherfucker <laughs> with another motherfucker. That's a, that's very good. Where, where that fucking came from, I do not know. But it's, I, I've, I've said it, we've said it for so long, we, we forget where it came from. He beat the motherfucker with the another other motherfucker. motherfucker. <laughs> right, I love that in 2023 also, in a formerly very PG show, I mean, still technically PG. But Seamus got to go on TV and call Seamus and call Drew a backstabbing bastard. Right, it's the way he says it looks like you're just a backstabbing bastard. And then he's looking at Drew when he pulled the review like, I am wounded. I am not a bastard. You had too, Brute. Oh, the threat to the Oh. See, see, Drew, what it means Good is... Good for Visa. Drew, she'll talk about it. No, Drew, what it means is, it just means you're a dirty Judas. Uh. <laughs> oh, so that's Wrestlemania aye? aye Wrestlemania Night 1 Fucking Brilliant mm-hmm. Night 2 Eh yeah. All day <laughs> You know But mm-hmm. I was about to size it You know So I would We usually do that We think How would you Overall I mean If you were just rating Night 1 oh, Individually night one. That's double That's got to be a double Yeah If I had a third thumb You know But fuck's sake <laughs> Night one, night two is just a single thumb, I think, for me. Ah, well, hi. For the most part, for me. I mean, the, the title match was a good match. It was yeah. like, really, that was probably the, the high point of the night two. Probably. You know? So we rate night one, which is actual WrestleMania, <laughs> and then we rate night two, which is the title match. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, you know. Well, really good. I think for Triple H's the first time as, a, as the head of creative. Aye, that was 
yeah. that was choice, you know. A couple of hiccups here and there, but it was choice. Because the, the women's match, the call, I think the women's match would have been a lot better if Lita wasn't in it. <laughs> Let's be, I, I hate to say that. She's a legend, blah, 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 but let her stay being a legend. Just stay out the ring, Hen. You're, you're no, you've no got it anymore. Some people did pick, did really pick it, what Triple H said in the press conference, because the whole thing around the, the Cody match was Vanessa's story. And then Troy's was like, well, you know, Troy and we were constantly on the road 52 weeks a year. They don't really finish. Technically, stories don't really finish here. Everyone's like, why the fuck did you build a match around finishing a story then? Because that's all Cody's got. And then... <laughs> And you yeah, get that report Nick Kuzman asking Roman Reigns during the press conference, oh, what do you think about WWE being sold? And him probably like, what the fuck do you want from me, man, basically. <laughs> and then Paul Heyman, I really love saying that. This guy's got a habit of, you know, uh, of causing trouble at press conferences because it was him who asked the first question which started the whole punk run at his press conference. Ah. So that was a bit of a joke there, especially from Paul Heyman, the guy who originally was credited as the guy helping punk get anywhere in the WWE in the first place. That's the only thing I'm ever upset with Paul Heyman about because CM Punk's a fucking loser. Mm. But that's okay because AEW are going to bring him back and he's going to be more of a loser and that'll make the company bad by by associations. So that's good. But before we go into a Impact Wrestling, I should say woo, woo. it's been a while since we talked about him. So we can't really focus on no surrender or, or sacrifice, but I'll just say I'll start off in a couple of words if you don't mind or a couple of sentences. First two matches on No Surrender I didn't really enjoy. I thought the two fucking pre-show matches before them were better. But overall, I enjoyed No Surrender. Sacrifice, I'll have to admit, was a bit of a disappointment for me. Considering the standard I come to expect from Empire Wrestling, I thought Sacrifice! Sacri- I, felt like, Arse. I felt like Sacrifice was a bit of a letdown. But what was Sacrifice? We had the six-man six tag where you had to have Macklin sub in for, for Josh. I mean, I liked the main event. The main event was great. We could see a tapping out Macklin because Macklin wasn't prepared for him. Yeah. But, like, again, I know we thought that we, we picked him for doing the hardcore, giving the stays in, but the busted open match may be one of the worst matches I've watched in quite a while. I fucking hated it. I fucking despised that fucking match. I, I did not hate that match. I don't think it was great by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't hate it. I, 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 no. I, 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 you know that thing you're always saying, yeah. pick things you can be positive about the yeah. match. I loved Billy's antics during the match. Mm-hmm. I loved Billy in the match. Mm-hmm. I mean, that whole thing that he got busted open and then the ref was out or some shit and then he went and hid his head with a towel and then they bust him open. If, it, if I was going to be caused a bit of anything, it's obviously Scott Demore doing a fucking key and destroyer afterwards. That was cool as fuck. It was better than anything in the match in my that personal opinion. That was cool, opinion. man. That was cool. Getting that old hockey guy, man. Okay, you know, well, that's the level of celebrity Impact can bring in when fair does. WWE get Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, we get some old hockey guy. Aye. I, don't think he, I didn't watch this match, I refuse to watch that six-man tag he's in. Because I don't think he'll be as good as a Logan Paul or a Bad Bunny. I don't think so, I mean, the guy's like, like in his 50s now or something. Uh, I mean... Fucking you had that KSI guy pop up and get put through a table during his uh, during Logan Paul's match. I don't remember him. I remember a bottle of Prime. He was, he was the guy. I know, the I know, I know. And then, and then, like literally a few days later, he gets fucking in any trouble for saying something using a word that we shouldn't be using in a in a, in a video of his. What did he use? Uh, I'm not going to use a bit. It's offensive to a certain minority of people. Uh, 
begins, with, begins with a P. But I'll, I will I will move along from there. Ooh, 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 ooh. Is it pigeon? Yes, he called someone a fucking pigeon and got get in trouble for it. You know, you've you, cra- you've you've cra- man for calling people pigeons. You you have you have cracked the code. You fucking Woo-hoo. you fucking idiot. <laughs> I win. But you know, before we go into our bed, we've got to briefly talk about multiverse. Uh, if you're inter- talk away, man. Talk away. If you're interested, uh, New, oh. J- New Japan will over the next couple of weeks be putting up uh, little stuff as a part of their strong on-demand thing on their New Japan World Human Service. They'll be putting up. Some of the entry promotional matches from Multiverse United on their streaming platform. So if you're interested, go check it out there. Uh, or the full show somewhere out there, maybe Impact Plus or whatever, or wherever else you can find wrestling. Yeah. But you know, it was in the Gold Pier, which is where PWG usually do their shows, which, funny enough, like Sam and Kevin had some tributes to PWG on their tights. Did they? Yeah, because they, they, they kind of, was one that, that and Ring of Wire were the two places they most made their name before. Like they had PWG there. They had, I think Kevin had a thing of Super Dragon's mask, who was one of the guys behind who helped found it. Super Dragon, who's made, who's beca- who lives in infamy for Botchimia for a clip that went around because of Botchimia, uh, of a, this, this crowd, and he showed chance Super Dragon. But then everyone stops except for one guy who keeps chanting Super Dragon, <laughs> Super Dragon, to the point where he keeps chanting, and, and, and in the silence, when he's not chanting Super Dragon, the rest of the crowd chant, Shut the fuck up! And then Super Dragon himself gets in his face and like, Stop fucking chanting! And then when he turns away, the guy shouts, Super Dragon! And Super Dragon jumps in the crowd like, I'm gonna fucking batter you, you! Cool. But anyway, yeah, it's in the, it's in the Globe Theatre where PW usually perform now. Uh, some decent stuff on here. Production issues, fuck me. The worst of it was the they tried to air the a video package for Moose versus Jeff Cobb. That went so well. Oh, it went so so fucking well. <laughs> uh, interviews sometimes didn't have audio, but you know the in ring product was was solid. I thought for the most part. I mean, from what I haven't seen all of the show, but I can say I what I I don't even think I watched half of it and was bored with what I had seen. So, <laughs> needless to say, I think I made the right decision. One of, my, one of my favorite matches was the four-way tag match: the Machine Guns versus Ace and Bay versus Aussie Open versus TMD. I watched that. That was a good match. Mm-hmm. I think that was a match I watched before I turned it off because mm-hmm. I didn't really give two fucks about anything else after that. That was a match I cared about. Can, can I can I have a moment to gush about Aussie Open for a second? Oh hell yeah, hell yeah, oh. gush away. Uh, for those who don't know, a uh, big guy with the mustache is Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher's the, the thinner guy. He's a weird-looking wee one. <laughs> If you want to put it that way, yes. Uh, well, he's, he's kind of weird looking. Yeah, not in a bad way. There was weird things where they kind of like, they go grab like an arm and a leg on either side, kind of flip the guy around. He used to be called the Fidget Bear, but now they changed the name to Coriolis. <laughs> oh, they got a Simpsons reference as part of one of their finisher, one of their signature moves where I think Davis flouts, throws him up in the air and they fall down right into a kick from, from, from Fletcher, which is called Dental Plan. Yeah. Dental Plan. Ice and ice Dental Plan. <laughs> But uh, uh, in that in that four way match, you know who I really liked? Mm. I like Big Teats. Mm-hmm. I like them, man. When I heard these nicknames, uh, I was like, Ah, oh, Teats! What well, I like Teats. <laughs> there you go, Big Teats. Yeah, he's the team with John before John went back in eighteen. Mm-hmm. And then I sniggered a wee bit, but I went, nah, Big Teats. <laughs> but Aussie Open, Aussie. They never really they never teamed when they were wrestling in Australia, but they moved to the they both moved to the UK separately. And then they were on a lot of shows and somebody said like, oh fuck it, put the two Australian guys together. 
Use an Australian. Aye. Be a team. And so they end up becoming a really solid team. Uh, and they really they really drew a lot of attention internationally in 2019 when they were on a, a New Japan show in the UK and they were going to do more, but I think it was Davis fucked his knee up. And, no. then, and then they couldn't be in the annual World Tag League tournament that year. And then the pandemic hit. But mm. they started making waves again in Rev, Rev Pro, the promotion down in, in England, which has a relationship with New Japan. And a real resurgence for them recently started in September 2021, where they joined Will Ospreay's United Empire faction as like one of the main tag teams on the group. They've got a couple of tags in it, but they're the one the main heavyweight ones. Mm. They went in the New Japan US show, the strong one. They know the blue belts that the, the machine guns carry the strong open weight tag belts. They they were the first holders of them, then lost them to the machine guns, but never got pinned because they were in a three way match. Mm. They went they had a match in, in London as part of a two night show that New Japan did against FTR. The IWG tag they didn't win, but if anyone who has listened to this has a way of finding it Find it. It's one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen. You might. You must send me a link to it. If I, you I, will, I will. I will. Uh, like it, FTR's theme song is like an instrumental theme. Goes da, 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 da. <laughs> like there's no lyrics, but the fans find a way to channel on. They're going da, 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 kind of thing. It was great. Uh, then they went into World Tag League, and me and my pal Grant, who do a show about New Japan Bros, we both love Aussie Open. We're like, oh, it's got to be Aussie Open's tournament when they're gonna have a rematch against. FTR of the Tokyo Dome at Rescue Kingdom. They didn't win, and we were a bit salty about that. Yeah, but like that weekend of, of Multiverse, they had a big weekend because uh, on that night, also, they didn't successfully win the tag team. Deals. That was Ace and Bay that won. Then the next night, they were in a five team ladder match for the uh-huh. Ring of Honor tag belts, the vacant belts that was won by the Lucha Brothers. But you know, they had, they had a decent show in the match, and oh, there's a, I don't know if you heard of it, but there was a gnarly injury in. The ladder match, the kid called Darius Dante Martin, who took a, a Canadian destroyer off a bridge ladder through a couple of tables on the outside. You'd think you'd be worried about his neck, but his neck was protected. It was the fact that his feet, his foot landed point on the ground and then turned a fucking more than a 45 degree fucking angle. Mm-hmm. Like, like you've seen clips of light, it's like a, it's almost a, pretty much on a said level looking injury the way it bends. And it's a sad moment where he, look, he looks like he's going to get up, he hasn't registered yet. Then the pain kicks in as he goes to turn and he kind of almost hops a bit where he realises, ah, oh, fuck, my leg is not supposed to be bent <laughs> that way. And the sad thing is, the heart fucking camera was right on his feet as he was coming down when that angle to get the best shot of him. So you can fucking, if you watch the live version, you can fucking see his leg bending. <laughs> and it's not an... Anyway, Aussie Open then went back to Japan on the 8th of April and finally won the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles. Mm. And then the night before fucking Rebellion, there was a show called Capital Collision in, the, in Washington, where the main event was a triple threat to match for the Machine Gun Strong Belts, which featured Aussie Open as the former champions. And the two main event, two main event guys, Okada and Tanahashi, nicknamed the Dream Team. And I haven't seen the match, but Aussie Open won. So now they're double champions. Just cool. Champ champs. Yes. And then they were made a team with, with TJP, who's also in the United Empire, against Tanahashi, a guy called Tomo Yurishi, who is a stress docky. Doesn't look that much of a neck, but he'll fucking batter you. Mm. And Leo Rush. Tanahashi got injured in the match at Cabalgudgeon, and fucking TJP had terrible issues. So it turned into an impromptu title, strong title defence by Aussie Open against Ishii and Leo Rush. 
And on the Friday, they were on AEW defending their IWGP tag belts against a group called The Best Friends. So three nights in a row they had title matches and they won all fucking three of them. Good old. They are, they are honestly one of the best tag teams going fucking today and I love them so much. I would, I would, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not quite there yet with, mm-hmm. with the whole like hero worship what you're on. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm sure if I get a chance to see more of them, I'll be like, yes. Like you showed how much invested I got in their match when they won the tag titles to IWGP one. IWGP one, like there was a, a sick moment where like Fletcher got cut open after like a kick or whatever. Like mm. you know, they had to have like a bandage during his head, and they played it into the story of the match. <laughs> and there was one point where they were going to get the win. Like one of the guys, they were fighting a team, uh, Japanese wrestler called Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi. It was actually broke up a pin, and I, on my own, watching on my tablet, said, "Oh fuck you, t- you see, yeah. And then they got go to Isley. They were going to hit the tag finisher, and I'm shouting at my tablet, "Yes, do it, finish him, finish him!" And I'm flailing my arms around the air like, "Yes, they done it," which is one of my favorite things about WrestleMania. It gets you so like you feel yeah. so this way about somebody winning a match. Well, put it put it this way, I I understand wrestling passion. Yes. I totally understand it. I'm not going to go into the whole schematics of it, but like, like I say, when when the Raw Women's title did not change hands, I mean, at night yeah. two, mm-hmm. oh, I punched my table. Mm-hmm. I hurt my goddamn hand about as bad as my back hurts right now because I stood up and I shouted at the TV and I nearly broke my hand punching the table. I was so pissed. Mm-hmm. But it was like, it's like you say, like you get... Whether it be negative passion like that or mm-hmm. like, yeah, so these guys are fucking awesome. <laughs> and it's passion. They, you know? like, there were quite a few impact guys on that capital collision card. Like, you had Eddie fighting Kenta for his strong belt. I haven't watched it, but Kenta won, in case mm. you were interested. Well, I didn't see it on Eddie, so yeah, that's yeah. so. But then also, you had fucking Mike Bailey and Kushida like, on similar sides of a tag team match. A uh, big, like, 10 man tag on that show. Uh, but we're getting to Rebellion and, you know, I were talking via Messenger the other day before I came up here was, and I said I felt like the four title matches on the main card properly, like, delivered as they were supposed, as they should have. Everything else was okay to good, but not stellar. Like, the, the title matches were awesome. You talking Rebellion? Yes, talking yeah, Rebellion. Yeah, they were yeah. awesome. They were everything they should have been. Everything else was either, okay, or, eh, that was good. But overall, as a show, I know I don't have really any complaints about it. It was fantastic, Rebellion. Mm-hmm. It was absolutely fantastic. The only thing that made me a bit like, made me laugh, but made me cringe at the same time, was when Chris Bay was trying to release those belts from the, yeah. the X Division match because, like, it seemed to me it was, a, and I, I, you might be surprised at this answer, but I mostly blame Chris Sabin for that. Mm-hmm. Because there's a way he could have helped make that look less awkward. Uh, like, he could have jumped and grabbed for Chris Bay and uh, missed the grab and fell. Mm-hmm. He could have done something other than hang there looking like a fud. Uh, you know, whilst fucking Chris Bay struggled to unlatch his mm-hmm. second belt. But regardless of that, you know, kind of awkward finish of that, that was a great match mm-hmm. and uh, the right result. I know, it's weird, like, they talked about, like, Saban's got all the experience in Ultimate X's, and, like, before that, they'd been in three tag team Ultimate X's, and they'd won them all, so they had the advantage mm. going into it and everything. So, but the, the, the way that the, 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 the ABC won it, uh, yeah. oh, you know, like, like that. 
fucking like fix them thinking going for their second their second finisher and he just hoists them up onto the rope like go get lay belts aye and then by the time he he realises it and he's out there like no you're too late too late fucker (laughs) we're still the champs bitch (laughs) I'll tell you we're we're a team in the future I'll worry that might you know yeah like we're one of the teams that's that good Mm -hmm. ABC you know Mm -hmm. That's how it, that's how it comes up on the Tron, so that's how yeah. I'm saying it. It's the Ace and Bay Club way, you see. It's too sweet. Mm-hmm. That's a team like... That's something that would really help Impact really get back up where into the major leagues, you know what I mean? See, focusing on guys like... Like, teams like that, right. and teams like, you know, like the... Oh, what's the team that's got big teats in it? Uh, TMTK. TMTK. What's that, do you know what that stands for? Oh, what, it, too much? No. What is it? The mighty don't kneel. The mighty don't kneel. Lad. I knew it was something cool as fuck like that. The mighty don't kneel. And Big Teeks, man, he's what Rhino sees in the mirror. <laughs> but everybody else knows the truth. <laughs> How you doing today, Rhino? I'm doing great! Yeah! Like, TMDK was like started, it was like, back in the day it used to be Jonah and TMDK, then TMDK, the tag team, went to, like, it was Shade Haste, Mickey Niggles with their tag team, and Jonah, back in the day, they used to do a lot in Noah. And then TMDK, the tag team, went to WWE and became TM61. And then with the Mighty, and then Mikey went and decided, I want to go back to Australia. Shane went around well. Sadly got lumbered with the fucking slapjack gimmick. And, uh, and then, was that him? Aye, that was, was he him. one of TMTK? Aye, aye, that was Shane. Poor bastard. I know. Poor bastard. got lumped into a backup dancer in the fucking Mustafa Ali faction. He was... And then I loved... He had some of these great tweets with the day he got released. He was like, alright, which one of you gave them my number? <laughs> and stuff like that. And then he and Mikey eventually reunited and they reformed TMDK with him, they two, Jonah and Bad Two Tito. Then Jonah went back. And then they got an English, the English wrestler, Zack Sabre Jr. Now he's the team group leader called The Frontman. Then they got another Japanese, uh, sorry, Australian wrestler called Robbie Eagles as a junior heavyweight. His nickname is the Sniper of the Sky, Ooh. and he's got this light like submission called the Ron Miller Special because it was invented by an Australian wrestler called Ron Miller. Cool, really cool. And, uh, it was a really solid faction over in Japan. I mean, the thing with t- with uh, Ace and Bay is like their run last year in that Super J Tag League is really, as they've said. Is where they really found their groove. I should show you some of their matches at some point when I come up. Mm. So, like it was awesome. And, like again, like, they don't have a great like. Well, they both do them at the same time. They got the perfect finisher, our finesse into the and into the folds. I know. It's so cool. And the way they worked it, you know, the ABC because it's just as easy as one, two, three. And I like how they've incorporated that into the into yeah, the yeah. thing. They make it so much cool on the fucking Jackson Five did. <laughs> Unless creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, quite you know. true. Jackson 5 won mildly creepy. Oh, yeah, just mad. I'm trying to be pleasant. You, when you learn more about the Jackson 5 and they're coming up, you're like, ah, oh, is any wonder Michael went on to be the weirder that he was? What, you mean the, the, the singular musical genius, yes, but the singular weirdo who emptied out a supermarket of customers and staff and filled it with his friends playing staff and customers so that he could shop like a normal person. Yeah. That and one of his closest friends was a fucking monkey. Bubbles, right? Yes. I was about to say, you call him a collie, call him a monkey? No. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> I remember Dave Chappelle to the PSMA desk and like, I don't think he was doing anything weird with those kids. He was just trying to impress them. Like, hey, come on, kids. You like Home Alone? Here's my call cooking. I like that out for us. <laughs> yeah. The opening tag match rebellion was awesome. Hell of a way no, starting the show. that's ignorant. <laughs> ignorant. I remember there was a guy who did a funny video online pretending to be Michael Jackson's PR guy and, and I saw plays and clips with that, that video of him saying, oh, I've stared about with many shows and him off stage going, Oh, Michael, we talked about this. <laughs> you don't say shit like this. <sighs> yeah, after what was after that tag match? <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, something. Oh, oh, the six man tag. Oh no, the handicap match. I didn't realize. I thought it was going to be a six man or whatever, but it was a handicap match. The design versus Dango, Hendry and Santino. No, it wasn't a handicap, was it? Yeah, it was. Four oh, it was three. a handicap because it was four on three. Four and three. But what did we? What are the two awesome things about this? Fucking first and foremost. Right. Well. First instance, Callahan saw right. I really was. Really, I thought it would be more interesting if they kept this going. No, no, I was. See, I didn't even think it was going to see the minute. I mean, they done it the right way, too. Mm -hmm. And if you'll excuse my pain. Yeah. Ah, but they done it the right way because, see, the minute that we fucking Dino went to get that baseball bat, <laughs> the minute the death machine saw that bat, you seen the look in his face, he was like, spell broke. Ah, my bat. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just love what he went like that to Dino in the end. He was like, oh, no, by all means, have that. And then Dino's like, no, no, you must hit him. You must hit him with your bat. <laughs> and then he's like, hmm, I have my bat. I have no quarrel with this good man. You, sir, you are a prick. Why, why have you made it so posh all of a sudden? Because, because I've had a few cans of cider and I've drank more today aside from with cider and that's just what I do. Good <laughs> sir. Okay. Yes. So okay. he's like, have at you. I will attack you with my bat. And he did indeed. And then he, I leave you in the middle of the ring, good sir. I leave you lying on your ass. <laughs> and then he got the cobra. Well, that was the other, that was the best thing though. Well, let's see. You'd think me you'd think coming from me, Sammy being Sammy again would be the best thing, but no 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 no. We got Cobra ah, You know from the director of authority. The director of authority, Santino Marella. Why the fuck is Scott Demore with such a presence on Impact recently? The whole point of bringing Santino Warren was because he was been written off of TV. Mmm. Because, you know, I think he, I feel like he got too involved in the whole, like, handing over ceremony and getting in Macklin's face after the... Well, he got what was due to him. Yeah, and I'm, and I mean, I see me and my brother, we cheered when Macklin punched Scott Demore in the face. Yeah, me too, me too. But I was also impressed with the return of Nick Aldis, a.k.a. Magnus. Mm. You know, that was kind of cool. I don't... You, you learned more, like, okay, get away from fucking Billy Corgan and his weird organisation. Mm-hmm. He had to come to a good organisation. Yes. Which basically, I think it tells me Slammiversary May event is probably going to be Aldous, uh, Aldous versus Macklin. As Mac long as Macklin wins, I don't care. I worry that they might be tempted to put it on Aldous, but I'd like for it to be... I said my brother, like, I can... Not to say Impact's too predictable or anything, but I could see where Aldous' first ma big special match is going to be. He's going to come out, you say, I want, I said it for me off, I want that title. And Miss is going to interrupt, there's going to be Miss Aldous at Under Siege. 
Because whenever someone says I should, I want to be an Impact World Champion, Miss always seems to be around saying, "No, I should. No, I want that shot. You don't. You haven't earned anything. I'm the rightful Impact World Champion. I'm Mister Impact Wrestling and all that." And no, you're not even bringing the Death Machine into this equation. Well, no, I'm not saying you will be in the equation. I'm just saying eventually, on his way there, they're gonna have they're gonna have all this beat Miss because it always feels like Miss has to be there when somebody wants the title. Like they have to try and get past Miss. I want to see a. I want to see a new version of OVE. My, the Death Machine needs a faction again. I mean, Jake Chris had been wrestling quite a bit in like Wrestling Revolve, which is Sammy's promotion. You know, Jake was the one who didn't turn out to be creepy. Mm. And it's a shame that he hasn't been able to come back. Oh, know. Hey, Madman wasn't creepy. I know. He's really. He's got a weird thing as a monster in Wrestling Revolve. But Matthew Rewalt as his manager over there. What Madman? Yeah. Also, really, originally they were heels, but now Ace and Bay are the tag champs of Resident Revolver as faces. They're uh, pretty much faces and impact. Uh, all they're against Buddy Zach, Ray Wentz and Trey Miguel, who are heels as well, who like, and Gia Miller, who's the, ring, who's the back of the interviewer, and uh, Impact is like the valley for Ace and Bay and Revolver, because in real life, she's going out with Ace, with Ace Austin. Yeah. And then they did an angle where Buddy the Rascals stole the belt and fucking super kicked Gia. Which I think fairly cemented them as faces. There's a lot of strong impact presence because fucking C Macklin's the champion over at Wrestling Revolver. So he's a double he's a champ champ. Ah, he's a champ champ. Cool. And he's, and he's engaged through the champ champ. I don't know if they're married yet, but I know they're engaged. Is she flat. currently a champ champ? Well no, but she was a champ champ and now she's engaged to a champ champ. Yeah. And if he has two championships then the champ champ champs are engaged. Aye. 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 Well then. <laughs> Well, no. Well, like, How no? But like, I thought it'd be more interesting. Like, cause I, w- I was wondering, me or other theories individually. Like, well, what if Macklin, what if Callan proves himself? He helps the design win, <coughs> and someone from the design takes the digital media title from Joe Hendry, and then he turned him like, oh well, I guess that's not happening then. Yeah. But, but then you had Joe Hendry fucking right ripping the piss out of the design before the match went. <laughs> you got the monstrous car, the athletic angels, the death machine, a, Sam McCallaghan. Then you've got Dino. Who kinda is the worst of all because he stands there going like this. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> you must find the jade monkey before the next full moon. Uh, we found the jade monkey, sir. It's in your glove compartment. And the roadmaps? And the ice scrapers? Yes, sir. It's all Coming falling into place. place. <laughs> Do you know your faction has all the momentum of a runaway freight train? Why are you so popular? You <laughs> get <laughs> You found the baseball bat, and you gave him the baseball bat. Uh, yes, sir. It's all for the... Oh, fuck, he's hitting me with it. <laughs> and his breath smelled like beer and pretzel bread smithers. It was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we also had the... Uh, I don't know if this was next, but I'm going to mention it anyway. The, the triple threat... Elimination match for the X Division Championship. And that was a great match. It was a great match. I'm saying... In, I'm kind of done with Trey's title reign at the minute, but I can't deny that it was a solid match, and I was very much rooting for either of these guys to fucking batter Trey. Hey, come on, the way Trey ended up winning that, though, mm. and the way we took fucking Gresham out of the equation, the very fact that he had the figure four on Bailey, mm-hmm. Trey fucking dives on him, knocks him the fuck out, which leads to him being passed out <laughs> while still having the, four, the figure four locked in, mm-hmm. which I thought was a really cool... Mm-hmm. Thing in the match, you know, mm-hmm. it was super cool. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Trey wins. He's going on a good sort of like 
X Division heel run at the minute, mm-hmm. and I hate him. But that's what you're supposed to get with heels. Yeah. You know, so he's doing his job. He's a little dick. Who do you think is actually going to finally take the belt from him in the end? Is there any obvious contenders, do you think? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, so many options. It really felt like it would be either of them. I could see. I, I still think they're going to go back to something with him. And I can't see being Gresham because the title belt, if you held it up long ways, is bigger than him. I think. I still think there's going to be something between him and Kazarian because Kazarian gave it up in the first place, and then can say like. Again, like I said before, they can have a thing where like you disrespect that belt by spray painting. Like, why you talk? Why are you talking to me? But disrespect you gave it up in the first place, so you could be you could try and fail and be world champion. I can so, see that. I can see so that. they both have a bit of a point about like you know, Frankie did try to teach this man respect and all that. What about Billy goes after him? I mean, they say there's no limits, but I really think there should be a limit, and the limit is Billy Ray. Well, if he is the limit, then that means he meets the criteria. Aye. So. Anyway, anyway, you tell me you wouldn't like to see Bully brutalising the wee dick? <laughs> Just Bully wins the X-Vinzel, keeps getting DQ because he can't stop putting people through tables in the X-Division. Spray comes in with all his mouth and fucking Bully's like, you want to see all that fucking spray cans going, you wee prick? Mm. Doing your throat? <laughs> uh, but, but I enjoyed the match. Uh, that's what I... We also had the Hardcore War, which basically, this rules are War Games minus a cage. <sighs> flippity, 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 flippity. Somebody's in, somebody's out. Bupinder did a gargoyle spear. I will say, by this spot by far, is Frankie Gazzari. I think it was on, was it on one of the good hands? Oh, yeah, Launching yeah. him over the rope with a car through the two deals. Yeah. It looked like it was worse for fucking Frankie. It did, did it. It was a good move, though. Yeah. It looked like it was worse for Frankie than it was with him. And then you had, I think it was a reference to what Billy did in real life, because like when they were forced the rest to hold the ladder, it was because there was a ladder match in AEW where the ladder, part of the ladder at the bottom broke, so the referees had to hold it for the final shot where the guy won it. Yeah. It was like a number of contenders for the TNT title. And Billy Ray, amongst quite a few other people, was like, oh god, like, this isn't, this really takes you out of the cafe. Why are these referees holding ladder? What reason do I have? Like, so the guy doesn't fall off and break his fucking neck. That's why the referees <laughs> are holding the ladders, you dickheads. Like, it's really, that's all you've got nothing better to do than complain about referees holding ladders. And Billy Ray, when he was really showing, he was also complaining about the ladder thing. So maybe that was a reference to like, the referees. And mm. say, even the referees are like, oh, we've had enough of your shite. Oh, well, I loved it when the refs battled them. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and of course, they hold the ladder for old Tommy. Yeah, because they like Tommy. I uh, like, you're... You've got problems going on personally, and yeah. we'll hold the ladder for you. At least we could do. But, but Killer Kelly, as we said, is the best part of this. Like, she's coming out stapling everybody. She staples her own head because she's fucking mental. Yeah, she's 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 mad. Mm-hmm. She is mad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it'll be match for the most part. I thought like it was yeah. well, seeing Tom seeing Tommy jump his three ton weight off the top of that ladder onto Bully. I don't know what it was, but I can get me just because I wanted this five ton. Maybe because I wanted the feed to be over, but like I won't, I won't, won't deny there were some good spots in this match. Like I, people like a reason, a moderately okay match with a lot of good spots. Yeah, we had the last rights match, basically a casket match. I loved that match. I Did fucking you, I thought, loved I thought, that match. Thought, Did you see when that fucking skinny, skinny bint of his get booted in the mouth? Aye, trying to come at him with a shovel. Aye. And then Eddie boots her right in the chops, man. And then 
Did you fucking see when his shoulder dislocated? Aye. And he just rattled it back into place. I'm pretty, sure he's, I'm pretty sure he's done that before, hasn't he? I don't care. He's cool as fuck, BCO. I mean, I, I'm, it's quite fine they had a, calf, a cough in this because I said to my brother, where are you fitting this? Because I want this for you to die. I just think that Outlaw Hall's list of matches of Lefeud, this was the best match because it made PCO look oh, I agree. great. I agree with that. Mind you, it wasn't a high standard, but yeah, yeah. They had it the de-animator, which looked like it was a more spill for fucking PCO because they went tumbling halfway along the fucking right side area after he hit it. Uh, but my God, what a match. And the finish, you know, choke slamming Eddie just to fuck into the damn casket. Lid down, mm. stood on it. Referees are really lazy during casket matches. They can't even be arsed to lift the lid. Like, no, no, you must do it yourself. Like, fucking close the lid, you lazy bastard. You're not yeah. having to count any pins or anything. Mind you, I think when it comes to the guy, I think the general rule of thumb is when you come and put the guy in the thing when the way you win is you shut the lid on them. I don't, I don't see why it makes a difference. You shut the lid or the referee shuts the lid. If the guy's really not doing it, it's not going to matter. How many casket matches have you seen where the referee shuts the lid? Not many, but I've seen... Far too many casket matches in general, if I'm honest with you. The first casket match I ever saw was Survivor Series 92. Mm. Undertaker v Kamala. And that was probably my most impactful one. See, I'm talking about the dub, but I'm still making mm. impact. Closer. But the fact that like in that casket match, <laughs> he hammered them into the bastard thing. And it was slow and methodical, because mm. that was proper grey glove Undertaker. Mm-hmm. You know, but he like put Kamala in that big wooden casket. Hammer, 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 and then caught like fucking on on top of the casket, and then just wheeled him out. He's like, it's funny because people take the piss out of the new gen because of the occupational gimmicks, right? For that year, and you can yeah, see the golden era as well. But Undertaker for a wee while was an occupational gimmick because before casket match, they had to show you Undertaker's workshop where he was properly. Like making that, the caskets. That made him creepy as fuck, though. Like, uh, what does the Undertaker do when he's not in the ring? This, this zombie. He's in. He's he's hard at work in his workshop. He he makes caskets for his victims. I mean, it was a better. At least they made it like a traditional, you no know, casket match. As in, it's in the. You had to get them outside and through the thing because the first ever last week's match was in two thousand seven between Sting and Abyss, but for some reason they lowered the casket down. And then had to put them in and then raise it back up. And they had these fake kind of labras around the ring and clearly fake tombstones. Mm. You know what happened when the when the casket finally first lowered? Fans in the Empire Zone loudly chanted, Fire Russo. Mm. During this fucking big blood feud between Sting and Abyss, where Sting was trying to free Abyss from the control of Father James Mitchell and all that. And they were trying to do what they did with Kane, trying to reveal more about Abyss's backstory. He's not a monster, he's just troubled and all that shit. They were chatting. They, they, they watched he's this. not a monster, he's just mildly annoyed. He's just an innocent man. Uh, you just you see the ca- casket lore and they're like, this, is, this seems like something Vince Russo will come out with to the fans all collected and went, Fire Russo! Mm. So yeah. I'm just, I just want this to be done. And also, Eddie, stop using their instrumental version of the Honor No More theme and go back to your old theme. Because if you're His not going to... theme was shitty anyway. I, like, I prefer to this, because like, like, if you're going to use the Honor No More theme, let there be lyrics in it. Don't stop using this instrumental pish. I would just pick a new theme, because your old theme was garbage and your Honor No More old theme now is garbage. Well, it's garbage without lyrics. PCO's theme's better. 
I like his theme. I, I, I was watching it, watching the show, and I keep every time I see him on Impact, I have to remind myself. I interviewed him once. Yeah. Some of the BCO. You interviewed him. It was like an hour long. But, and yeah, he, he Jacques. Mumbled, aye, he, he mumbled a lot, and through the interviews, and like uh, he was in Ring of Honor at the time. Yeah. Uh, I used to talk to him. He was all right. Yeah. He thought I was Irish when I first talked to him. <laughs> and then also, it was sometimes a bit difficult because you know English isn't his first language. It's French, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's French Canadian, yes. Yeah. He's a Kevin Owens. Yes. With Kevin Owens, he admitted he, wa- he learned English through watching wrestling and listening to commentators like JR. Ah. His real name's Steen, isn't it? Kevin Steen. Kevin Steen. Which is funny because his son's real name, real name is Owen Steen, but he's sometimes he's meant his son TV Owen. Which is funny in Kefe because now in Kefe his son's name is Owen Owens. Ah, yeah. Like, I remember seeing Fuji's kid after in the funeral with John Cena and his kid's like tiny, his kid's like say he sees that on TV. And I, and I just remember these kids. I don't think of these kids a lot, but I remember these kids like just being that short. No, his kids bigger than him. I know. I've seen them recently. It's like with Dominic and Rage. Like, fuck me, he's fucking short, isn't he? He's a big lumbering thing, oh. you know. Like, boys like the size of best now. Was there anything else before we go into the two world title matches? Because I can't remember anything. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't want to talk about the pre-show. There wasn't really anything to talk about on the pre-show. So you, had the, you had the Knockouts title match, but... Knockouts tag title match? Yeah, Knockouts tag title, but, like, I really... Don't care. Yeah, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I'm the same. Because Knockouts tag division, I said these have a formula where it was, like, Knockouts have a, a tag team match. Yeah, the tag team match, when a team wins, they, feel they have a rematch with the former champs. The new team is formed, and they beat them. And now it seems to be with the Impact as well, like, ah... Oh, one person from one team will fight the other person from a singles match. Ah, what happened next week? Oh, it'll be the other two in a singles ah. match. Like, Mogget's feeds are just matches and very little else. Well, it's gain, it's gain at time because, I mean, that Taylor Wilde's new gimmick is starting to grow on me a bit. But like, there was no build to it. No, there was no build. Like I say, like I like the new gimmick, kind of. I wish they Christ, however they're planning on, because I see them like on Impact recently looking in the coffin and like, oh, don't go to the dark place, blah, 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 blah. <sighs> I just hope to Christ this whole load of carry-on eventually leads back to Jessica going back to being Havoc. Oh, yeah. Because Jessica sucks. I don't like Jessica. I like Havoc. My brother hates Jessica. He's never been the biggest fan of Rosemary either. He's a, he joked that, he, I think he joked that part of the reason he doesn't like Rosemary it's because Rosemary is an old person's name, or whatever. And he said, like, his favourite thing about the Death Dolls is their theme song. Just because it goes, Death Dolls. <laughs> and that's about it. So he's not a fan. I, I hate the theme song. I hate the theme song. I hate Jessica. I hate that Taya Valkyrie went and turned Havoc into that fucking noise or encouraged that noise. Bring back Havoc being a psycho. Well, said, oh, don't look in the coffin, don't go to the dark place. Like, yes, Ty Valky went to the dark place. Also known as AEW Rampage. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, the two world title match, we'll talk about them. My brother was a bit concerned when it was announced that it was a world title match first. Because he was still like, he said, he asked me, do you think this is a comment on how they see Macklin before they put the title on him? And I'm like, no, I think maybe they may have made the decision because of Josh's injury and that. Yeah, maybe him and Josh would have went on top because he's with Josh, the most, the most reliable guy they've had in the main event. My opinion is, like, yes, it's cool when they put the woman on the main event, and it was great this time, and they've done it before, and it's been great, but like, 
the fact that we didn't know the one we're going to main event, I'm wondering if it's the case of like Josh is reliable. He's been the main event guy for a long time and everything. But what if I was like it was him versus a guy who's not around all the time? It may have been a bit more predictable that Mac was going to win. Whereas quite a few people probably didn't know where Jordan versus Tiana was going to go to put the most unpredictable of the two matches mm. on last, which is good. In my opinion, and this might you might strongly disagree with this one. Uh-huh. In my and both matches were stellar, mm-hmm. but in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Better match was the main event. Oh yeah, took me a little while longer to get into. Could you give me a hand? I'm broken here. Ah, he is wounded. Oh, I am. My oh, my back is fucked. Ah, there oh, we go. Oh, awesome. Johnny, you need to go to the doctor. No, I just need to drink more. Yeah. Well, like it took me a little while longer to get into mm-hmm. Macklin uh, Shida. Maybe because like, it's two different like uh, styles of match, and again, I think it was pretty predictable, but then again, on the other hand, the fact that we didn't know, and then it just happened, and people seem to be happy with it, like, again, showing that thing, the best way to be in- inclusive is not to always make a big deal, all the women are made of it, it's like, if a woman just, if it just happens, like, yeah. yeah the so. women are wrestling, deal, you bitch. She's like, yeah, why wouldn't the women be in the main event? They are awesome women. Yeah. They oh. are fucking phenomenal pro wrestlers, both. Mm-hmm. George and Grace could kick the living piss out of most men on the street. Yeah. Diona could probably break the arms of most men on the street. Very much, eh? You know, do not do not judge the virtuoso, the fucking walking muscle that is George and Grace. Mm-hmm. Oh my god damn it, my back. Oh, I stand, my back hurts. I sit, my back hurts. I can't. I get no regard, you know, no regard. Ah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. With people, with people can hopefully appreciate that I am in pain because I did a silly thing and fell downstairs. Oh, you silly, silly boy! But hey, the very fact that I'm in pain is good because if I'd fallen down those stairs and say paralyzed myself or something, which is a real thing you can do at falling downstairs. You know? I know, but. If that had happened, well, that would have really put a bit of a damper on my day. Yeah, I mean, paralysis will fucking do that to yeah, you. Yeah, you know, that would... an understatement to me, well, that would have dampened my day, like, you fucking think so. That would have put a little bit of a bitchy negativity in my day, you know? And it would have taken me a long time to see any positives of the situation. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, I get a cool new chair. <laughs> wait, oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't have fallen down those bastard stairs, oh well. I mean, for one thing, Paul, if you're going to get a chair, you live up two flights of stairs. Well, then that would make me awesome. I would get I would get one with... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the match, like I said, once it got going, you know, you had Nick Oliphant commentary, which is range, and it sets up possibilities for you know, the future. And Yeah, yeah, that was, that was something that they made a big... Quite a big uh-huh. deal of, you know, like, like all, Nick Aldis coming uh-huh. out and like, I'm probably the same as you are, I'm assuming. Uh-huh. But the minute Nick Aldis came back and announced that he was like, he's back at Impact and he's he's coming for those titles. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, so that's why you're here. Because uh-huh. I had a feeling the minute Nick Aldis came out, I thought, well, obviously whoever wins, he's going to face the face uh-huh. off with, you know. Like, I'm not saying <laughs> Nick Aldis' champion would be a bad thing because, like, he single-handedly, I think, from like twenty late twenty eighteen onwards, helped make that NWA belt relevant again. Yeah, and I think so. He nearly gave it to Tyrus. 
And then, they, so I think they could do great things with him in the Empire Belt because I think he would even admit he maybe wasn't quite ready yet, or he was pushed a bit too hard when he first got the belt back in twenty fourteen. I think it was. Yeah. So you know, it'd be a great. He's, he's definitely far better now than he was back then. So eventually, I just wouldn't want it to be come at the expense of Macklin after everything we've been building to and waiting for finally to get this opportunity. You know. Yeah, I mean. If we can do it and we can have like a big long program between him and mm-hmm. Macklin, like have Macklin hold on to it for a while, mm-hmm. maybe have the belt, you know, like like the way we did with Moose and Alexander, you know, like have 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 Magnus win it and then have him run for a wee while, ultimately leading to Macklin becoming a two-time, uh. you know, and then all that time. Uh. Diona re-establishes herself as a fucking, as the virtuosa, prompt and proper. Yeah, you said you could do a multi-thing program with them where basically all those wins and then Magnum chases it back, maybe comes a bit more of a tweener, and then Josh Sane comes back, you got th- you got three big guys coming after the title. Yeah. Really shake up the title scene that way. Or we could, we could you know, mm-hmm. if we can do it right, mm-hmm. you could push it properly and then have a fatal four-way because a death machine could be involved. I think I think you know if anyone was really if it wasn't all or Alexander, you know who I think should take the belt from Macklin. Who? Someone I believe in. Oh, oh yes. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe that we put Arsies in seats. You remember when we watch Impact together? We still do the clap even though we're just there. So, so do we, and Brian. <laughs> We do that too. I love that even though he's a heel commentator, it cut to a wide shot when Henry was on the corner doing the wave and you could see fucking Matthew Weirwald doing the thing. Like, yeah. Even though he's a heel, he still cheers a couple of faces and Joe Hendry is one of them. You can't hear it all because Hendry comes out of horns up and then he's like... <laughs> he's a and you're like, yes! <laughs> you can't even believe in Joe Hendry. Can you just imagine, though, if, if... And I really hope like, in the next couple of years Impact they're able to get a better TV deal... Mm-hmm. Or something. Can you imagine if it wasn't a AE Tony sniffing the Coke W hmm. selling out Wembley, mm-hmm. but Impact Wrestling mm-hmm. selling out Wembley? Can you imagine a I mean, packed Wembley Stadium? I mean, there's two Wembleys. There's Wembley Arena and Wembley Stadium. Maybe Impact stayed for Wembley Arena at the minute and then the stadium. All right, we'll say Impact pack out Wembley Arena, the entire air Wembley Arena. Horns waving for your Impact World Champion. I mean, Joe Hendry. You talked about maybe you wouldn't enjoy the live experience going to a wrestling show, but like, come on, if Impact came to the UK, you'd have to make an exception. Oh, if Impact came to the UK, I would be front and fucking centre, man. Yeah, I'd make sure that you and I <laughs> With were... my Impact hoodie on. Right, I'd make sure you and I were there, make sure we get an opportunity to say hi to Joe Hendry after that cameo he gave you. I, I'd give him the fucking Wayne's World treatment. I'd be like... Or like, fucking... What, I can't remember what I'm referencing here, but you know, you are... God! <laughs> Does this guy know how to party or what? <laughs> but, uh. I've only done it in the Hydro or something, then you go for a beard with Joe Hendry. Nah. That'd be cool. But, I'm, I'm asking the Impact show actually, it was in 2013 at Brayhead Arena. No way? It was back in the Aces and Eights days, you know. Was it good? I, mean, I remember it being good. Uh. Who was the champ at that point? Jeff Hardy, but he wasn't there because Jeff Hardy couldn't uh, cause the drugs UK. and such. He couldn't travel to the UK at that time, so before that, in an impact, he'd been written out, so he wasn't there. 
But it was Kurt Angle and Sting <laughs> taking on two random members of Aces and Eights. You a, lucky boy. In a, in a cage match. You lucky, lucky bastard. Yeah, Rob Van Dam was on the show. You lucky bastard. Uh, Man has fought Billy Ray, who was briefly a face before he revealed it was all a ruse and he was behind Aces and Eights. Who else was there? Gazarian and Christopher Daniels were there. Nice. You got to see the fallen angel. They came out in kilts wearing the Braveheart face, being like, we see, we're here to prove that we're the only people in Scotland that can pull this look off. <laughs> Whereas in other states, apparently on the tour and in the TV team in England, they were like, basically insulting, like, the only people in the UK we care about are the Scottish. And then they came to Scotland and went like, oh, you're looking shit, but we look make it look good. <laughs> who, who else was there? That notable at the time. I don't know. AJ there? I think he may have been. Austin Aries was there before he was able to be a dick. I bought an Austin Aries t-shirt, which I still have. Do you don't wear it though, because Austin Aries no. is a square-jawed dick. Mm-hmm. I met James Storm one time. Wearing Did you? A, in 2018, he was doing an event before an ice debut show, which he was on. So we got to meet him and get a photo with him. Was he cool? No, he was cool. He did feel a bit confused why I was wearing an Austin Aries t-shirt, because it's only... There's only a few wrestling shirts I don't wear, so oh, fuck, I'll wear it. Well, it's he, the only one I had. And he looked at it and he just went, you gave it on the show. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's one of the few shots I've got. <laughs> I felt weird next to him because fuck me, he looked massive. Is he a, it's the oh. thing when you meet wrestlers all about, like, even when I met fucking Grado, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, like, my last, my last fucking thing of the day, I was like, look, my daughter got any money for a signature, but at least got a 40 with you. Yeah. He's like, I fucking wind in, mate, no, wor- no worries, man. Right. And he stood next to us, and I'm like, started next to Grado, and he's cool. <laughs> and then my, my wee moment before, when I met the million dollar man, with the, it's the only tape I had, I didn't have any way you won. Oh, yeah, the day you made Teddy be Arthur cry, shame. shame I, made, I, made, I made him mildly disappointed, because of the way he said it, he's like, ah, oh, this is the one where I fought Hogan, and last. He's not mad at you, Paul. He's just disappointed, which is far worse. He's not mad at that result. He's just mad at Hogan for being Hogan. And at you for reminding him of it. Bye, Macklin. Bye, Macklin. Fighting Kushida. Time, time splitter. Right. I mean, I mean, it was obvious, it wasn't obvious already that he was going because he's not an impact guy. Is he not? No, no, no. He's in, still part of New Japan. And plus, next month is the Super Juniors Tournament, which I assume he, they'd want him to be a part of. So, like, so I take it there's no chance that he could be coaxed to be an impact guy, then? Maybe. I mean, he could be a, a by-appearance impact guy as long as it doesn't interfere with Japan things. But if it if it's between Japan and impact, he'd probably choose Japan. I take it Japan. impact don't live this way. I think he'd probably choose New Japan mainly out of loyalty for the most part. But, like, it's a case of, like... It's, I mean, because, like, if he was away from the Super Juniors... He wouldn't be unreceived, which means like it'd be weird for him to come in this pay per view, win the vacant title, and then fuck off for a month. Yeah, that would be gay. Yeah, that would make him Tessa Blanchard. Also, him, that guy Kevin Knight, who's appeared a couple of times. He was at Multiverse, the black guy, the big black dude. He's uh, cool. Look, uh, orange, orange baggy or, or, jeans. Aye, uh, uh, he's Jet. cool. I like him. And he and she have formed a tie called the Jet Setters, and uh, on the twenty seventh, they're challenging TJP and Francisco Kira for the junior tag team titles. Cool. Mm. So that's interesting for TJP going for WWE to uh, Impact Wrestling in New Japan Wrestling. Uh, he used to do a bit of New Japan by the end and briefly TNA as well. Because like, like, like they got the LA Dojo, they used to have a different LA Dojo which TJP was part of the initial, one of the initial classes of. Yeah. He's gone back. Initially, he was a thing with Will Osprey had a thing where he was picking on the trainees of the LA Dojo and GP at first looked like he was standing up from them. We was like, no, nah, fuck these guys and join T and join Buddy. It, it, Osprey's thing. Yeah. Like, no, fuck these guys. <sighs> anyway, God, 
I would open the windows in here at the moment because it's very warm. <laughs> but like, but well, that would make noise. Yeah. Then, but when Macklin won, you can tell him and Tom Hannafin go back along because like, Tom Hannafin made such a big deal of it, like, like from being forgotten to being a world champion. I loved it when he said that, nah. like, to being forgotten, to and he emphasised the forgotten, <laughs> like to being forgotten. To being a world champion, yeah. Steve Macklin. He's finally won a world title in a major promotion. But I remember when he got when he got let go from Derry, his trainer, I can't remember the name of his trainer, but he said, like, you've only seen a percentage of what Steve can do. Yeah. And his impact run has fucking proved that time and time again. Yeah. Fucking, if you could tell, if you tell somebody a year, even a year or so ago, like two years ago maybe, that Kushida and Steve, Steve Cutler, as he was then, then from the Forgotten Land, would in the semi-main event for a world title and Steve would win people were like why the fuck would you do that to Kushida and then if they didn't know the context and then they seen this now you're like no he deserved that win yeah he did like no if anyone's gonna hand this belt to me it's gonna be fucking Scott Demore do you know the only thing that made me mildly and it was it was a nothing issue really I was just like ah shame man I wish Macklin had come out in his face paint Mm. but he comes in on occasion but he came out, and I, I appreciated it because he came out in just a hoodie and the wrestling trunks, and it was like, nah, this fucker means business. Aye. You know, he's no face painting, he's no wearing his trench coat, he's just out. <laughs> he wants that goddamn belt. Aye. And I loved that. And I, Do you know, the thing about it was, you talk about Demore and you were cheering when Macklin hit him. Aye. I was kind of the same because he came out, right? And he was like, Nah, you said you would only respect me if I won this belt. You know yeah. what? I've won this fucking belt. You know what, fucker? Put it round my waist yeah. and fucking demolge it. Well, there you go. Dismissing your champion, prick. Aye. Just because he's no your buddy and he just train with you. Just because he's no your buddy. Just because yeah. he's no a fucking walking weapon. Yeah. Well, deal with it. The one you don't like is good enough to be your champion, bitch. Yeah. And he was right to schedule the belt, you wee... Punchy. Even though he's a heel, he could have fucking cheated and everything, but no, he beat Kushida clean in the middle no, of that fucking ring. He beat Kushida clean, and he kicked his ass. Kushida gave a good fight, damn good fight, uh-huh. but the right man won that title. Which is amazing, because New Japan can sometimes be a bit funny about New Japan talent losing in other places. Like, there was an English company, WCPW, did like a, a World Cup of Wrestling in 2017, which Kushida won. He was still IWGP champion at the time. People involved in the company since then asked, Oh, when did you guys decide that you Kishida would win? And he's like, Oh no, we didn't decide it. We were told like if he wants Kishida he had to win. Yeah. So basically they were told by New Japan if you want this guy he has to win. <laughs> so the decision was made for them. We could have just lied. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he beat like Will Osprey in the final, which was part of a run which actually fit into a New Japan story at the time because yeah. Will Osprey had never beaten him and then later in that year he did beat him, so it meant was a lot a good more. match. I think it, I remember it being a good match. Yeah. I mean, Will Osprey was happy because in the final 16, he won his match in the final 16 by beating Rey Mysterio, which he said was a dream match for him anyway, so mm. he was happy about that. Do you know, this, was like, this was like in the like, sixth one before Rey went back to WWE. It's funny you say that, I know, because I seen a thing the other day that was mentioned about SmackDown, about solo breaking character, mm-hmm. and thanking Rey just as he pinned him. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm beating a legend. Aye. Thanks, man. A lot of people like that. Uh, sometimes. It just it just shows like like and I know this is an an off topic point I'm no, making no, no. here, but it just shows like like how much it, as long as a person like is a good guy or a good chick, you know what I mean. 
like have that kind of respect for legends of the business. Like, God damn it, I'm I'm beating this guy, but this guy, this guy's the reason I wrestled. I know, you like, know, there's so many different variations of like names for this current era. Yeah, and one version, one version I heard it being called the last five or so years is uh, the fan era or whatever. Because so many wrestlers have their story of like being lifelong fans and then finally getting into wrestling. Yeah. So, like, this is a current era of like the past years. So many people who watched the previous years all growing up and at the same time making it to WWE. So you have all these fans. It's the new make, new generation. Aye, new 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 new. Macklin is the champion and fucking well in pal. Hell yes, fist bump for that one. No, on to the, the, main the important business. And no disrespect to Macklin, I'm fucking, I'm stoked he's yeah. a champ. But what a goddamn main event. But like, are those series making an impact, which I haven't actually technically done because so many things we talk about impact is tied in with other stuff. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode. We didn't have a plan for this episode. We just knew there was so much about wrestling we wanted to talk about. I know how much you were looking forward to talking about this especially. Oh, hell yeah, hell yeah. Like I say, like the past week... Mm-hmm. And I'm talking wrestling in general. Yeah. There has been very little that has bothered me mm-hmm. in wrestling. Everything has been, you know, everything has been good. And any time Bianca Belair's on the TV, I just skip it anyway. So it's always good. I don't have to look at her. Like, when we started our little impact, what was happening? It was coming out of Slammiversary and the big boom feeding the knockout division. Deonna, Jordan, and they had that excellent Iron Woman match. Yeah, yeah. They had the matches on as well. And they talked about how we had these great matches, but there was no one in the building. Now, sold out and pay- on pay-per-view, we are going to have a match. The, the, the venue looked great. I recognise this venue from old clips from like 2018, 2019, and now they're back in this venue, sold out. Yeah, sold out. Great fucking, a great looking arena. Yeah, and they have quite a few shows apparently in fucking, in Canada for the next few years, but they are going to Chicago apparently later on in the year for Bound for Glory. That's going to be cool as. Aye. Uh, when are you going to come to the goddamn UK, you bitches? I know. Uh, we love you here. Then we had these two, and even they were putting each other over on Twitter afterwards, talking about how calling each other each other's best opponents and all that. Oh, well, I mean, you've seen the respect at the end of the match, mm-hmm. but I mean, let's be honest, that match was hard hitting. And I'll be and honest you, I'll, 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 so glad because one for, can I just point out also that taping had to all everything on Empire had to be taped as a sacrifice so you had to everybody they knew all along Mickey James wasn't going to be in this match yeah but they teased it and it's quite fittingly given Mickey James Mickey's running Impact the last couple of years what happened when she gave her the belt it was a spotlight on her because <sighs> I'm sorry Mickey but you've taken all the spotlight in the women's division and mostly put it on yourself. Yeah. For the most part. Mostly put it on yourself for your lackluster matches and god damn it, still trying to do a kip-up because you're pathetic at it. And in KFA, you've still not given Deanna her proper flowers, which it pisses me off for. Even in that, when you were on commentary for that four-way match at Multiverse, I couldn't listen to commentary because I couldn't listen to you talking about Deanna the way you did. No. And then this whole run where, yeah, it was, fight, it was a good concept, the whole last video, but in, <laughs> in theory, like, uh, on my way to the Nuggets title, I pretty much beat everyone in the Nuggets division. And seriously, what the fuck was with that fucking, that slabbering, look at me, making everybody leave so she could give her moment in the microphone and go, oh, no, I'm not going to be at the match, you know, I'm going to put the belt in my hat down, it's a big deal. Nobody gave a fuck. Nobody cared. We just wanted the belt off you, you daft old book. 
Yeah. You know, we wanted the belt on her, and I'm going to say this with the, you know, with big exclamation marks at the end, competent Aye. and youthful fucking champion, you sad act old boot. You know what I mean? Every, God, God damn it. When me and Brian were watching fucking Impact every time she was on, having a match, I cringed every time she did that goddamn kip up. I mean, God's sake, half the time she looked like she was about to fall back down again, sad old bitch. So, I'm so, I'm so happy with that. You know, he's not got the belt anymore because any of the goddamn women in Impact Wrestling, besides her, mm-hmm. I mean, fuck's sake, I'd even take less. At least she could move better. Uh, it does feel like everything seems to revolve around fucking Mickey Jane since she could ride in Impact Wrestling. I like, oh, me, 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 last rodeo. Oh, and you're like, fuck off. I've mentioned my brother several down, my brother Ross, who also hosts ESSR Central. On each of the retreat, we started a relaunch recently, so goal is now that we're finally back in our fucking studio. Hey, hey. I wasn't in on the recent episode, but I will probably be on the next episode. Is it better than our studio? Our, our studio is a bedroom, so yes. Well, so at least this is comfortable. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll be honest, my brother has made a point of trying to get Impact Wrestling on this... Mentioning Impact Wrestling on the show, because he and I have become fans. I think he became a fan after I was a fan of it. I got back into it. So it's become a th- another yeah another thing in wrestling. He and I can watch together. Like yeah. we watch Rebellion. And back. Ooh, ooh. That, was that Super Mario Brothers music? Came out, me and him went into town. We went to see it, and then I went back to his, and we both watched Rebellion. We, I make a point either he comes to me or I go to him, and we watch the Impact specials. Right. Even if it's just the Impact like plus specials, like or on YouTube, because my brother's got the Impact Plus thing on uh, no the Ultimate Insider on YouTube. Yeah. So he and I can just watch the specials in between the previews on on TV. Ow, go. So, you know, and he has also had a great frustration over Mickey James, and he was going on about it when watching back the clip of the her in the like He was going fucking. Was he like me? He was a bit of a rant. He's like, Mickey James is not as important to win wrestling as she thinks she is. Does he rant about her like I do about Bianca Belair? Maybe not the same way, but he's not as big a fan of Mickey James. Well, he's a smart man <laughs> because I hated her. Brian hated her. Mm-hmm. You don't like her. Your brother hates her. Do you say don't like her? Do you just hate the fact that she kept clamouring for attention? Mostly that. Aye. But it's good that it was just these two. Because fuck me, this was a... Aye, Mickey James would have ruined that match. Mm-hmm. Well, pathetic attempts at actually moving in the ring. Unless she'd done what she standard at then. You know, lying on the outside with her legs splayed. But this match, hell of a hell of a showing. Oh, what a match, man! Did you notice a bit at all near the end of the match when Jordan hit her with a bloody grace driver? Aye. She kicked out, then you seen the cl- the close up coming her face going, "Fuck it, are you fucking kidding me?" And uh, you know, yeah. oh that. Oh, what was it? She was like, "No fucking way!" That fucking Queen's Gambit that Diana lovers near the end. Fuck I me, mean, it looked like mostly her face, not her fucking head was hitting the match. Oh man. no, no, what a move! I don't, think, I, don't even, I don't even think she tapped her in there. I think it was with the Queen's Gambit that she won. No, it was the Queen's Gambit. Yeah, she yeah. picked up with the Queen's Gambit. And she found her, so she's mere submit. Like, she hit that. She debuted that Venus de Merle double one against Jordan back in their initial feud, which looks fucking gnarly. Yeah, yeah. With her shoulders, like, popping it. But like, there's like, this idea they get to come back together and everything. And Diona, after a long reign, especially her second one, all this time, this time away from the title scene, they're coming back into it. 
she feels so fresh as champion, and mm. of course Matthew Raywall is is happy on. Oh, I, well, he he is he is the drama king. Aye, and he might he might have something to deal in commentary now. <laughs> and then he, Diona wins the match, which again I think is the right result. I'll tell you, even, do though, you know, she, even though she's kind of bit as a heel. You could tell people were still happy to see well, her winning. Well, did you know he only chanced during the match? Mm. Virtuosa! Mm-hmm. The louder Virtuosa chance when Jordan chanced during that match. I mean, I probably would have been good for the division if either of them won, but my preference is Diona. Oh, my preference was Diona, but the match was phenomenal. The respect between the two of them at the end, phenomenal. You know, like you say, Diona is a heel, blah, 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 but at the end of that, the two of them gave that, aye, great match. I mean, I... I th- Said at the time, I think, but like, I'm glad that Jordan got her title when she got like late last year, and that because she, she when she got her initial when she beat Tyra Valkyrie right before the the lockdown and everything, they finished off the ring with Tyra Valkyrie, then Deanna debuted and then she quickly dropped it. So that reign she got last year was kind of a, a make up. She finally got that longer reign when she mm. was old, and then dropped it to Mickey and all that stuff happened. And then, but like you think about it. The last couple of hard kills, both these women I may have entered that pay per view with Mickey, and now they get to main event together. So both of them, two time main eventers, appeared trusted with that spot. Impact trust with the division, and once again shows this match how again, great women's wrestling is. There's a few constants with Impact Wrestling. One of them is the quality of the X division, the quality of the knockouts division, and the, quality, the knockouts division will always find ways to surprise people and show how they have. As we've said the last couple of years, the best fucking women's division. Oh, without in a, without question. I mean, I don't even comment on wrestling pages now. Yeah. Whenever I read like, "Oh, so and so is so great," I just oh, you don't watch Impact. I see. <laughs> you know, if you watched Impact, you wouldn't be making such silly statements. But they comment positively on someone, for, a woman from Impact, like, "Ah, I see you know your women's wrestling well." <laughs> <laughs> ah, I see you have respect for women's pugilism. <laughs> Yes, what a show Rebellion was in the end. As an much package. like I agree with you, and I'm sorry to cut in, sure, sure. but much like I agree with you, non-title matches, perfectly fine. Solid matches, but the title matches, my God, that's why you watched it. It was great. You know, didn't he get as much of that thing in the Kushida match? Like I get mm-hmm. a lot of the time went back, like, oh, fuck, this fuck might win. Mm-hmm. He knew Macklin was winning that. Mm-hmm. And truth be told, and this might just be a me thing, and I know Jordan came out looking pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Jacked as fuck, mm-hmm. you know. But see when Deonna came out, basically looking like Macho Man, mm-hmm. I thought, ah, she looks regal. She's winning this. The Virtuosa is winning this. I mean, some people have heard Deonna, she's looking, I think, I said, I still think she's an attractive woman. But. The Jordan? Yes. Yeah. But like, some people don't like her and she's got a lot of muscular. And anyone, I think she looks great. Anyone, I mean. She had a, 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 a promo with the camera where her face, she looked very different, a bit different in the face. That's because I hear like a lot of bodybuilders, and she is 90% a bodybuilder, right? Pretty much. But a lot of bodybuilders, especially, and she was just half competition, mm-hmm. a lot of bodybuilders drop water weight mm-hmm. for competition, so they look a lot more ripped, a lot more, mm-hmm. you can see a lot more definition. And you notice she looked fine during the, the main event. Yeah. And a lot a lot of bodybuilders drop water weight before a competition, so it drops weight, it helps them look more defined. You can mm-hmm. see a lot more muscle groups and shit like that. 
Yeah. So I said to Brian, I was like, obviously she's dropped water weight before this, and that was recorded when she dropped water weight with her bodybuilding. So I like she, she moves better than fucking and wrestles better than most people. People used to wrestle back in the day who basically were basically bodybuilders. Mm. And but like she was getting fucking all sorts of shit. And if you're one of the people who commented that, fuck you. Yeah, I fuck you for like, her appearance. She did laugh about some of the comments though. Like she laughed off like <sighs> somebody joking about that around her face. She looked like Skeletor or some shit. Well, fuck anybody. I tell you what. Aye. Say it to her face. Aye. I dare you. Aye. A fucking double dare you say it to her face and watch how quick you die. Yeah. Like I say, if I had a, like, if I could ma- have my perfect triple threat mm-hmm. between all the divisions, and I only mm-hmm. speak to the divisions I know, so don't crucify me if mm-hmm. I don't mention your favourite, but I would have Jordan Grace, mm-hmm. Rhea Ripley, and I'll let you pick the third. I don't even know that. I mean, that match is great on its fucking own. Aye. Uh, iron, an Iron Woman between Rhea and Jordan. Oof. Ah. Sorry, I got lost thinking about that, but yeah. Yeah, that would be... Like, oh, I'm I smell for, money. I'm looking forward to what impact go, where impact goes from here. Oh, talk about, like, they, they got... We're talking about Multiverse there. I think we mentioned Multiverse 82, subtitled For Whom the Bell Tolls, because they're going to be in Philadelphia happening in August. Also, something I imagine some exhibition guys might be at and it's a thing for for Philadelphia in August. New, did New Japan because in March they did a thing in Japan called the All Star Juniors Festival. Mm-hmm. They had junior heavyweight wrestlers from all promotions in Japan coming together. And recently at the Philadelphia show they just had, they announced that they'd be coming back to the twenty three hundred arena and at the end of August for All Star Junior Festival USA. Mm. So I'd like to see some like X Division guys like some Ace and Bay, yeah, maybe Trey Laredo Kid, those kind of guys. Oh, props to him, by the way, uh, Laredo Kid, for basically having a life-threatening fucking, like, stomach rupture or some shit, and coming back to it, so props (laughs) to him. There you go, I'm looking forward to seeing that, because I think it's quite a a, a large number of, like, junior heavyweight or high-flying wrestlers in the US, I'd like to see on that show, mixing up with the New Japan lads and all that, so, look forward to seeing that show. I want to see men of big teats. (laughs) Maybe maybe we'll see that. I know, fucking... Impact Wrestling or their parent company said we're, we're going a bit of an aggressive hiring spree at the minute. Mm. So hopefully we see some new faces. I mean, some US guys who work on New Japan US shows who aren't signed or some who are signed, but Impact should find the ones who aren't signed and try and sign them up. I'm like, listen, I will, well, you can wrestle the New Japan shows as long as it doesn't conflict with their, with their shit. But uh, come on, why why get more reps? Why get more regular work? Come on, we'll come, come we'll pay you. We'll pay you. I'd just like to know what impact they're going to do to boost themselves as a company. That's what I want to know. Sort their fucking production for one thing. Well, yeah, that would help. Mind you, if you found a better TV deal, you might get that. Probably. I mean, it's funny because like, the weekly impact are very little hitches, but it's when they fucking get these fucking pay-per-views, particularly where you could probably have more eyes on you than the TV, where these fucking things fuck up and it only takes one or two of these things happen for somebody to check it like for somebody maybe not why to bother their arse with this so you know you need to step up your game guys well they need to step up with gaming certain certain aspects of the wrestling community mm-hmm. or the wrestling fan community need to pull their heat out their arse and realise that Impact Wrestling is not TNA mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan isn't he still running things I know you know, it isn't he fucked. 
it's one of the best goddamn companies in the business. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it goes WWE Impact. And that's only simply because WWE has the reach and the razzmatazz and all that crap. <laughs> the razzmatazz. It grabs you in. Mm-hmm. Impact has the purest fucking wrestling. Mm-hmm. It just has the purest wrestling fucking product. You know? It might not have all the bells and fucking whistles that Dub and AE Coatline has, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But fucking, it has the purest, best in-ring product in the goddamn business. And I don't think there's any other way I could put that. It has the yeah, purest no. fucking form of wrestling. It has the best women's division. It has the best goddamn X-division. It's great heavyweights, it's got great storylines, great people. Why the fuck are people not paying attention? That's what... That, that, it's bizarre. How bizarre? That's I mean, a shitty song. How bizarre? <laughs> well, uh, it's better with that remix with Bulldog. I'm bizarre. <laughs> I'm bizarre. <laughs> that's a, that should be number one for Christmas. It's, in, it's interesting how we're going to build her in Santa Barbara because WSTs are doing cuts like are they going to have a slam where they don't need to build it around who will show up? Or maybe, well, well do we cut some more people and we can get more people like, ha, ah, who isn't got fired? Will they show up at this show? We have to buy it to find out. And it'd be funny if they didn't sign anybody and they still build it. like, aha, you gave us your money and no one showed up. Fuck you. They wouldn't do that, but it'd be funny if they I did. I know it wouldn't happen in a month of Sundays, you know, but... What if, what if Wyndham Rotunda turned up in Impact Wrestling? Uh-huh. a lighter schedule, something that they would work with him and be a wee bit more agreeable with him. I have no idea what the fuck's going on with him at the minute. No, mm-hmm. that's why he's going to turn up at Slammiversary. <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah, anyway, before we start fighting, we should just wrap up the joke. I think we've been talking for a long we will, time. We will it. wrap it up with a pretty bow. Yes, everything's wrapped up in a neat little package. Yes. Ah, yes. Oh yeah, a lot of interesting stuff happened. Let's 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 try and go and see some non-wrestling episodes for the next couple of episodes, shall we? No, <laughs> we'll just for a couple of episodes. Because <laughs> like I've, I've, oh, we have a say lo- that again. Yeah, let's we'll try and go some non-wrestling episodes for the next couple of episodes. No, <laughs> say it ain't so. Like we we need, we have some things not wrestling that we can talk about. Okay, we'll talk about um. We'll talk about... Um, you really weren't prepared for this, were you? Ah! Fraser. Well, yeah, we might have some <laughs> Fraser and Lexi episodes, but we had some other non-wrestling ideas that we could you know, work out. We're not going to talk about any here because... Well, I, I, I wasn't ready because I was so I was so in, into the Impact thing and the Rebellion thing and... Yeah. Because, like, as I stated in my message to you on your way up, I was so... Yeah. Yeah. Rebellion, man. Yeah. See, we didn't have a plan for this. I mean, we did have tangents, but you know what? We didn't have a plan, but it still worked out, I thought. I think it worked out. This was a good show. Yeah. I, it was I mean, a good show. I mean, we'll be Scott and Paul us patting ourselves on the back, you know? Yeah, we'll Mickey James ourselves. <laughs> Where's that spotlight? <laughs> me. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's Mickey James cut the promo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so many people's theme songs. I... Oh, oh, 
Mickey James, you remember in the episode of The Simpsons where uh, Sideshow Bob becomes the mayor? <laughs> Mickey James has just won the Impact Women's title. Well, what a wonderful speech from Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's so many people's theme songs we've talked about that we could play, play out with. Oh, I don't know, we've played Joe's before. Why don't we play the Virtuosos? I'm trying to think who else, who else has seen that we've talked about. Well, we've talked about Macklin. Macklin. We've talked about Kushida, his theme scared of Joe. Uh-huh. Uh... We've already played ABC's theme before on a show. We have done the Bullet Club's theme. Uh-huh, we've played there. I think we've played their individual themes as well. Have we played Have we played Joe Henry's though? I think we have, yeah. We think Damn. I mean, I mean, it's a hell, it's a fucking anthem, if I'm to say. Anthem is in, the anthem who owns them, and anthem is in, it's a fucking anthem song. Yeah. Oh, well, it would work because, you know, I believed in rebellion. Yes, you did. You need to do it every time you say rebel, you need to say, every time you say I believe. Uh huh. See, so you said I believe there. Yeah. Done it. Yeah. 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 I, but. Ah, caught you out. Ah, ah, do anything. Ah, ah. Yeah, caught you out. I believe you didn't. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> fuck, let's play Joe Hendry's anyway. Yeah, because we like Joe Hendry. We love Joe Hendry. Fuck, he's a hometown boy, man. He's Scottish. Well, hometown, he's from Edinburgh. We're from Glasgow. Ah, he's still Scottish. It's, it counts enough. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. He's Scottish. It's enough, and he's cool, and he's got a mad cheeky grin. <laughs> And he did you a cameo because I gave him he the He did, he's pure cool, man. I like Joe Hendry. He's pure cool. <laughs> but you see, he gave me a cameo and he said he was like, Hopefully, we'll meet and, we'll meet and see this digital media title. I will we'll come to fucking Scotland then. Yeah. Or at least the UK, you bitch. Well, if he comes back over Scotland, go see him at a show, an indie show then. I will. And I'll be like, I believe. <laughs> I believe, man. You'll be like, Okay, I'm going to go over this way now. <laughs> anyway, well, don't go, Joe. I believe we'll work out what we're going to talk about in the next couple weeks. But we have some great ideas in the works. But in between time, make sure to follow us on Twitter at SBRL and follow Rogue Opinions, which we're also on at Rogue underscore Opinions. Uh, like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast. Find me and Paul at Rogue Retro Smackdown. We need to find some time to record some more Smackdown episodes please, as well. Please, please go back over our back catalogue on Spotify. We have a vast catalogue on Spotify a vast, now. Vast catalogue of impact reviews, other wrestling, mostly older stuff, but recently good stuff, uh, current stuff because it's been getting good. Yeah, we have reviews of our favourite old timey sweeties too. Yeah, we have that. We have Frasier, all sorts. We have some movie reviews, which hopefully we'll do more movie related stuff hopefully in the future. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. We have Rogue Opinion, like I said, Rogue Opinion, where we had Paul, and he's been doing uh, pay-per-view reviews as well on there, like, as in, as part of the retro timeline, but before oh, then, I had, other co- I had other co-hosts before that, so we'll look at the full timeline but, of that. But then he got the bestest one, which was me. The easiest available, I had to pay him inside. Bestest! God we, dang it. Recently we did SummerSlam with our my, my good friend Carl, uh, who also had a show called yeah, Podden. Carl was cool. Had a show called Podden Ain't Easy, we... We've got a show rolling, talking about a bunch of Star Wars related stuff, and then we're going to round out Mandalorian, and then we're going to be rounding out Mandalorian season three soon, and then I don't know what we're going to talk about after that. Me, him, and Reese also have a show called The Rank Bank, yeah. where we've ranked Star Wars characters, we've ranked Marvel movies, and we're going to do WWE Champions very, very soon. Ooh. And we've got some various other ideas in there. Me and Carl did some good stuff over there. Are you going to be doing this 
by category or no? We have we, we by we, by generation. Well, no, we do like we have five categories, like as in the best, and then very variations of like good or meh or kind of that, and then we have the bottom tier. So we we have like five tiers, and we take a name, we have it a bit of a back and forth, and then we put it in that category. Cool, cool. Sometimes we agree, sometimes there's a bit of arguing. Much uh, like us. Uh, and the, but all three of us each have a veto, so we can always but you need to choose it wisely. We, we didn't use it in the very first one. I think all three of us used it in the second one. I think on your show, just as a little nod to our show, yeah. when you use your veto, mm-hmm. you shouldn't say veto. Yeah. You should go black ball. <laughs> black ball. He's written. This, this, this is a dried up old thing. So is Missy Cromwell. I don't want her in my party. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm so awesome that we went and quoted that at the same, same time. time perfectly. I told you it's one of my favorite episodes. It really is fantastic. Uh, oh, just pick something, damn it! No, I said it made me look like I'm good. I knew it just <laughs> oh, works. Shut up, Daphne. <laughs> like I'm tempted to, even though I was not a good ring because only lasted a day. I'm tempted to be an arsehole and use my veto for Kane just to put Kane, Kane in the top category. You could just to be a threat. Just to be a bastard. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so there's that. We got uh, me, Carl, and Nathan. We recorded ages ago, but we had a chance to upload it, but it should be up soon. We did a little Rogue Pains awards type show, me, Nathan, and, uh, and you, Carl. Did you get shiny presents? No. Oh. Your cat won an award. Find out how Paul's cat partly won an award on that show when it comes out. Yeah. It's already. It's interesting. Nathan uh, also got married recently, so oh. message it. I think he's still at Nathan Green on Twitter, so message him say congratulations, Nathan. Happy wedding, Nathan. So yeah, there's all sorts of great stuff on Rogue Pains on our show. Also, since I mentioned them, my brother is now the host of what's becoming the flagship show on ESSR, ESSR Central, where uh, we're never in a studio for those shows, so go check him out. Go check that show out. I'm going to be on it every so often. I'm one of the more regular people on it, and we're going to a studio now, so it's awesome, and hopefully we'll... We'll talk about impact every so often when it's relevant on that show. Support ESSR as well as us and Rogue Pains because I also on other shows like East Meets West, which is a show talking about New Japan for us, and which when it crosses over impact, we'll talk about it there. And me and Grant regularly praise people like Aussie Open. Uh, well, also I'm ho- I'm going to be hosting some shows in the feature the feature shows on ESSR because I'm helping keep that sh- that place running. I'm you only keeping you keeping it ship shape and operational. I'm only partly joking. <laughs> Great content on all of you, all the podcasts, the audio content you could fucking want if you have a long drive or a long walk or yeah. any of that kind of shit. Or even if you just want to hear, if you're listening to our show, if you just want to hear myself and Scott's sultry voices. Hell, if you if you if you need voices to help you fall asleep, we're fine with that as well because it's all downloads and all plays. Fuck it, even if you just need to hear all our voices to quiet the voices that are already in your head. Either way, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's plays and downloads for us, so you help us with the numbers and you help yourself. So. You help us. And that makes us think you are awesome. And we appreciate every goddamn fucking one of you because you take the time to listen to us. Mm-hmm. And we don't think anyone listens to us, so you take the time and you are. You are awesome people. You you, you are a collection of fellow Ramblers. Mm-hmm. That's what we'll call them. Yeah. We're Ramblers. Yeah. But until next time, uh, he has been Paul and I have been Scott. And he has been Scott and I have been Paul. Until next time, remember... We believe in Joe Hendry. Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Cause they love him in London and Paris and 
Tokyo, America, Scotland, and Canada, and Mexico. They say, I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry.